Sarap ng buhay. Sarap ng buhay. Kasi sunsign mo lagi, ha? <laughs> You've grown with it. Hey, Mo. So stoked to finally be on your show. Um, I've been listening since I was 12, and I'm 22 now. You've cried with it. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't thinking I was gonna cry at this, but I did. And at the heart of it all are the calls. I have a girlfriend, and it happens to be my second cousin. I was her kuya going up back then, but I did not. You know, I didn't Ooh, is that a baby? There was this this gay guy that caught me jacking off inside a bathroom, and he was like, "Do you want me to help you out?" I know I'm 100% straight, but I, I actually said yes to him. Through the decade, this podcast has united Filipinos all over the world. We'll go to Dubai and talk to Olan, who is on the show. Hi, Olan. In Johannesburg. Toronto, we'll go to Milan, Italy. Valerie in Los Angeles. We'll go down under to Sydney, Australia. Australia Germany. Germany. Las Vegas. Mackenzie is in Vancouver, Canada. Hey, Mackenzie. Vienna, Austria. in New York City. You are in Quezon City. Bohol. It's Andy from Crazy Cebu on the program tonight. Some are bigger than life. Leia Salonga. Let's all give a round of applause, guys. <laughs> Hi, Leia. Thanks for being here. Derek Ramsey on the show. What's up, Derek? Thanks for being here, man. Finally. Finally. Kiefer Ravenna. What's up, Kiefer? What's up? What's up? Hello. Good evening. Please welcome the amazing Karen Davila on the show. Hey, oh, Karen, my thanks God. For being here. Let's say hi to the beautiful Georgina Wilson. Hi, thanks for being everyone. Here. This podcast is amazing. Many are just everyday people. Of course, the, the usual Netflix and I don't know. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix and Tite is the usual. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix and Tira. GTWM has been the gold standard of Philippine podcasting. Hi, this is Lady Gaga at Good Times with Mo, Philippine genius. But it is you that makes this show go. When I had you to take part, I had to take over. Welcome to GTWM 2020 with your host... <laughs> DJ Mo Twister. Welcome to the podcast. It is a Tuesday morning, the 26th of May. And you're listening to Good Times with Mo, the podcast, season seven, episode number 46, brought to you by Sharp Philippines. My name is Mo. It's nice to have you guys here. The phone number, plus one, two, three, four, two, three, one, six, hundred. You can get me on Instagram and on Twitter, which is at DJ Mo Twister. The Facebook page is GTWM Podcast. Send me a message if you want to talk about love, life sex any interesting topic you might want to throw out at me on this tuesday and we have four calls per usual all of them coming from the philippines today so we're keeping it local and i want to thank you guys for all of the messages that you threw our throughout our way that i'm talking about to chopper and myself regarding the last episode which was which many of you call the podcast proposal or the proposal episode Uh, it has been overwhelming. I have to be 100% honest. I think I may have said this even in episode 45 that I was not anticipating it to be as, uh, well, see what's the word I'm looking for? I wasn't anticipating to get the reception that uh, we have gotten these past few days since that episode. I actually thought it was just an okay, I don't know, it wasn't that impressive, but 
I got to tell you, and I'm not sure if you guys are trying to be nice to me or nice to Chopper or what, but we have gotten so much feedback about how it was uh, something that made people cry, which I really, again, at this point, don't understand. But maybe that's just me and my awkwardness regarding uh, that kind of feedback. Yes, Chopper. Chopper cries about everything. I mean, she cries. But if she cried and then it made you guys cry, or if you cried because of the entire proposal, or you know the love story, or whatever it is, I honestly did not expect it to be able to, gosh, it sounds so douchey, affect you guys that way. Uh, but thank you. Thanks for the messages. We received so many of them. Uh, we have so many downloads for that show as well, which was really kind of cool and, uh, again, unanticipated. I really, really did not think it was going to be uh, that much of a hit, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so thanks. And even the media outlets. Media outlets that generally are not as kind to this show or to me specifically have been very supportive as well. So your ABSs, your GMAs, Rappler, um, the Inquirer, even Bandera, which always gives me a hard time, actually said kind of nice things about it. So, uh, yeah, I'm in. Again, for the, for the millionth time, thank you so much. It was so kind and so supportive. And for her especially, if I can give a special thank you, because, I mean, even up to just a few hours ago last night, she was in tears again because of what has happened throughout this COVID experience with her brother. She is well not over uh, that. And, and every day, every single day, she still breaks down and cries. So for a short moment... Uh, all of the supportive messages that you have given us regarding the engagement have been really, really good for Chopper and where she is, I guess, emotionally, because at least something positive f for once, right? Uh, even though she still goes through those bouts of uh, grief and stuff like that uh, regarding her brother who passed away. So anyway, um, yeah. Thanks again uh, for episode 45, but we'll move on here to 46 with, uh, let's see here, all males. That's right. All dudes calling the show tonight, all from the Philippines. And I think it's going to be uh, a, a nice little episode here. Let's get to it with our first call. Next call. All right, let's go to EJ, who's 25. EJ is a young, budding doctor from Manila, and he is on the show. Hey, EJ, thanks for being on the program, Doc. Hey, Mo. First time, long time. Thanks, brother. Now, you <laughs> are a, what, fresh medical, med school graduate? Is, is that what you are? Where you are in your medicine career? Um, I'm about to take the board exam this September. So I can't really call you doctor, but you are finished with medical school. Yeah, I'm, I'm technically an MD, but I don't have the license yet. Oh, okay. So, you, so I can't call you a doctor because you are an MD. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, um, welcome to the show, Doc. I appreciate it. This is a very interesting question. You told me yeah. uh, via Instagram, which I'm going to have to ask you to say it again because um, mm -hmm. you know we're on the show now. But I find this to be a pretty fascinating question, and I think everybody's going to love talking about this one to themselves. So w what do you got? What do you want to talk about? And yeah, let's fire away when you're ready. Um, can I say something first, Mo? Absolutely, dude. Go. Um, Mo, uh, you know what? I'm really thankful for this podcast. Um, through med school, it has kept me sane, and especially now during the pandemic. Actually, um, 
it also helped me a lot with um, dealing with my patients, you know, talking to them. Yeah. Especially those suicidal ones, you know. No shit, want, really? Yeah, man. Yeah. You mean, you, what I you know mean, you like always school? say in the show that uh, you don't have any formal training. But right, right. actually, um, I don't know, maybe unconsciously you're doing some of the techniques written in psychiatry books. I don't know if you've read of them. Uh, okay, so that. listen, let me, let me be 100% honest with you, Doc. And by the way, this these are the compliments that I... Because well, I'm always awkward with compliments, right? But these are the ones that yeah. truly, truly warm my heart. I mean, yeah. th- that that's awesome. That's awesome that you can that a guy like you again, because you guys are the experts, not me, right? You're the doctor. Mm-hmm. You're the ones that actually deal with these people face to face. I sit here mm-hmm. with the, in the luxury of my home, listening to these stories for fucking ten minutes, and then sending them on their way, never to hear or see from them again, right? And it, yeah, it's, you it's, have this way of listening to your uh, callers, wherein you uh, actually make them. Uh, feel that you're actually listening to them well i am i am actually listening to them but you know i know i don't i can't give them what they would get from well first of all an expert and number two a sustained hour every single week of their life you know like a real therapist would yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. I, I i can't give any of those things because i'm not yeah. a qualified and b that's not how mm-hmm. this stuff works uh with yeah. this setup right but again yeah. back to just you saying that it really does warm my heart because yeah. then it makes me feel that someone who's credible like you mm-hmm. even uses something that they heard from here in their in the real world and it works mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it yeah. actually works so that is really a very very nice thing it really thing helps to with you know establishing rapport you know warming up the relationship with the patient yeah yeah, yeah. wow that's cool man so, doc shit i love you man thanks that's a very yeah. very kind of you to say you're um Okay, well, well. Having said that, uh, you're here yeah, for the first time yeah. after being somebody who's been listening for so long. That means that is there a, there's a big problem in your life, or what's what's the deal? Um, actually, uh, it's just I don't know if it's pandemic blues. Anyway, um, <laughs> can you say a little backstory? Yeah, absolutely. Set the pace. Yes, let's okay. do it. Go ahead. So my backstory: um, I grew up in Mindanao, in South Cotabato, in particular. And I moved here in Manila just to study college and eventually med school. Doc, doc, um, sorry, sorry. No, South Cotabato. Which one is the the real conflict area? Is it North Cotabato? That's yeah. The the real conflict area mo is uh, North Cotabato and the Cotabato City area. Okay. South Cotabato is a relatively safe province. Um, it's like uh, fifteen twenty minutes away from General Santos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's. Uh, if I would compare it to a, a city close to Manila, maybe it would be um, somehow like Tagaytay. Okay, not so wow. urban, okay. yet not so rural. Right, somewhere right, in right. the middle. Okay, so you're yeah. from South Cotabato. You go to Manila for med school, is that what you said? College and med school. College and med school. And then, and then where do you find yourself? Uh, yeah, we'll continue with the story. How about that? Yeah. yeah um, I guess it's the classic na. I'll go back to my province, you know, serve my, my, serve the people in my province. Yeah. And my mindset then was to really serve them because um, the number of specialists in that part of the country aren't that many yet. So many of the patients don't really have the option to, you know, uh, seek the best medical advice or treatments. Wow. Really? Some of them get to get uh, brought to Davao or. Yeah, the bigger cities in Mindanao. Yeah. 
So now the con- the COVID pandemic has left me stuck here in my condo, and it uh, actually made me realize a lot of things. First, uh, the Philippine government is a lot of shit right now, man. Yeah, yeah. It's such a shame because um, I actually supported the guy during the elections. Ah, uh, so you didn't listen to me? <laughs> Not everything. <laughs> There's actually, some parts no, that was, you disagree I with. I think. I think Mo. Um, it's more of a representation thing, you know. After how many years, someone from the region is, you know, trying to run oh, things okay, right, right, right. You, Yeah, you supported him because he was from Mindanao, and yeah, and, yeah. And finally, I think that was about it. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay, all right. And from then on, parang they realized that everything was all about propaganda. Yes, so. yes, yeah. He is and, ruthless, and he is estrapo as you can define the word. And I and I yeah, cannot man. believe that there are people still out there who think he is different from the others. He is absolutely yeah. exactly the same as all the other criminal politicians that we've had through the years. In fact, he might mm-hmm. be worse than them because he openly disrespects his people. Yeah. That like that's I mean, if you guys are if you guys are upset, sorry, I'm going on this DDS tangent here, but if you guys are upset at traditional politics, what you have there is the worst version of trapo politics in the history of our country because not only does he follow and his nepotistic and he is corrupt and his people are corrupt and he supports corrupt people not only is he mm-hmm. that and is he a dictator but or he has dictator tendencies uh but he's so openly proud about it which is yeah. crazy 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 because mm-hmm. at least the other thieves not that i'm giving them any credit but at least the other mm-hmm. thieves are not proud about it like they're not openly mm-hmm honest yeah. about it which is still really 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 fucking bad but the fact yeah. that this guy has admitted to corruption has admitted to killing it continues to do it and you guys think he's some kind of different human being is fucking mm-hmm. insane okay but anyway yeah. uh, sorry back to you sir you yeah. uh you <laughs> where were we you want to go back to um, you want to go back to Cotabato, right you want to go to back to south Cotabato to help your people and yeah, but then um, yeah, yeah, during this pandemic, I, I saw how this country treats health professionals. Okay, you know, um, they they are making a response in in the front lines, right? Without proper compensation, the PPEs arrived late and took the lives of many of our seniors. Right. So um, somehow this has made me consider um, starting a life abroad. Which I feel bad about because this was super opposite my previous mentality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I know, Mo, that you advise your callers in the show that um, moving abroad should be done while they're young. Well, I, However, I, I encourage um, you guys yeah. to try it if you have an opportunity. I think everyone mm-hmm. should live abroad once. I think it's good for them. It's good for their mindset. It's good for their ability to... Um, Deal with people, like you said, just because you know what different cultures yeah. kind of behave and, and how humans mm-hmm, behave mm-hmm. outside. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very much in support of that. Yours is, the, yours is a very unique case, though, because, Doc, rarely do we have a person so selfless or so willingly selfless, so willingly to, I guess, invest X amount of years of their life to a cause mm-hmm. of that's not their own. Like that's that's re- mm-hmm. you're so so rare, so yeah. you know I I'll give a general advice like yes I think young people should go abroad especially when they're young and to work abroad to see what that's like, 
but you might be the exception to the general rule because you have dedicated so, so much. Yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm not even heard. I haven't heard your mindset yet, but mm-hmm. just when, when I hear you say, hey, Amo, I know that you advise your young people to go away. Yes, I, I do that. But there might mm-hmm. be, ex- there's might be always be an exception to the rule. You might fall into that category, but we'll see. Let's let's oh, again, let's continue fire. this conversation. So, you're thinking about going abroad. Yeah. However, um, starting a medical practice in those countries, actually, I'm eyeing on Canada or Australia. Beautiful countries, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not that cheap. It's not that easy. And in my back in my province, my mom is also a doctor. So with that, um, that means I can easily have a clinic and a hospital affiliations right after doing residency. Right, right. Uh, starting a home, starting a family won't be that uh, difficult either because, of course, I have grassroots there, you know. Um, another catch also more is that my mom is a single mom and an only child, and I think somehow it's going to break her heart when I, <laughs> right. when I bring up the fact that, you know, um, I'm planning to move out and planning to go abroad. So, yeah, I want to pick your brain out on um, whether it's a good idea to gamble abroad or just stay here and go back to the province. First of all, I don't think it's that big of a gamble because you're a doctor, right? You're going to succeed wherever well, i mean and, and that's that's considering that you're able to practice right i i, I don't know what those rules mm-hmm. are right what your requirements for you to go for example go to canada and become a doctor there i don't mm-hmm. i know that a lot of people here in the u.s sometimes they're doctors in the philippines but they get they come here and they become nurse pra- practitioners and i don't know mm-hmm. why like i don't understand the whole process of um getting your license and practicing as an md versus practicing as a nurse practitioner so let, mm-hmm. let's let's kind of remove that conversation out of this here because that's more the logistical technical stuff that you i'm sure will have to uh find out for yourself but let's get back to then um if this is a good idea and then i'll tell you right now i'm stumped here i Uh, okay you know what you know what's keeping me from just going hey ej go it's not your Mm -hmm. obligation to your people and it's not Mm -hmm. the clinic that you have waiting for you to take over it's your mm-hmm. mom it's the single yeah, mom okay that's the single mom in the province who i think is anticipating you to come home <laughs> yeah that's the part that that and it's not the government stuff it's it's really that yeah. um i actually thought you're the best person to ask because you know you're someone who migrated abroad and yeah. listening to your calls for this number of years more i know how tightly rooted you are to your family right and 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 i yeah. feel and i'm backwards right I'm, I'm old school when it comes to that i yeah. think you do have an obligation to your parents i know a lot of people mm-hmm. think oh well they're the ones who put you in this world they could they should not demand you to take care of them i mm-hmm. i refuse to believe that i think you absolutely should take care of them however mm-hmm. okay and here's the pro leaving argument your mom is probably very young because you're 25 and you're the only child so I'm assuming. No, no, um, okay. I'm actually the eldest of three. She's the only child of her parents. She doesn't have oh, any siblings. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. But even if you're the eldest of three, sorry, I, I, took, I misheard that. I, I'm the eldest. Mom. So if you're the eldest, she's still very young. Yeah, she's uh, 50-ish. Early 50s, yeah. 
Okay, so if that's the case, here's where I'm at. All right, mm -hmm. Doc. I'm at going abroad since you have siblings anyway and she won't be left alone. Okay, because my worry was the left alone part. Go abroad. You don't start your own practice. Just maybe work at a hospital. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you tell me if this is all bullshit. Like, you, this is not possible or not. But work at a hospital. Wait till the administration is out. And that if a successor is not a DDS motherfucker, like Bato, that <laughs> fucking moron, right? If, yeah. if, if that's the case and we have great leadership, then come home after a few years. Now, now, now Duterte, if he doesn't go full dictator, is out in, what, less than three years. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that he's the only problem with the government because whoever comes in next, you might even still have the same issues regarding how you feel the government supports the medical uh, field and, and patients mm -hmm. and doctors and stuff. I mean, shit, that, that still might be an ongoing problem regardless of who the president is. Um, mm -hmm. But know this. You can help your people. And, it, and it's, a, it's a global thing. Like you can help Filipinos all over the world. Now, I know South Cotabato is a soft spot for you because that's where you're from and that's where you see that there's a need. But understand yeah. that not every Filipino who lives abroad has a great life. And you can align yourself in places where Filipinos are most hard hit abroad and practice there and help there. And you're not, then, mm -hmm. you're not just helping your country only or your province, but you're helping your people. You can still help your people without having to be in the country. And I think that's something that a lot of people should remember. That yes, all of us are patriotic, many of us are patriotic, and many of us want to do things for our country. But what if we're not happy with our country? Well, we can always be there for our people. And there are Filipinos, I'm telling you right now, Doc, all around the world mm -hmm. that don't have it easy. And you could still kind of be their medical savior for a few years until you feel strongly about the government, the leadership, and then you come home. And you come home and you do the Kotobata stuff that you've always wanted to do. And that could be 10 years from now. And even if you're 10 years, even if you do it 10 years from now, you're still only 35. <laughs> And you've got an in well within your physical prime, well within you know your ability, energy level, dedication to help your province. Yeah. Here's another thing, though, Mo. If if um, we're gonna do the abroad thing, I think um, you know the the setting of the practice there, Kese, is that. They are uh, leaning more towards general practice than specialized practice, and I think if I'm gonna be out of the country for that long, I'm gonna lose the opportunity to, you know, do the residency training for the specialties, and whatnot. Because you want to go right away. Yeah. Help me understand this. That means that if you don't specialize, you will just be a general practitioner. Yeah. And is that a problem for you? Um, I think so, yeah. Because the, medical, the, the scene of the medical practice here in the Philippines is really geared towards that. Specialization. Yeah. What do you want? I'm, I'm into neurosurgery or neurology. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, that's important. Those guys, your kind of guys don't come around very often. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, let's do this. Here are my thoughts, Doc. Mm-hmm. The very, very first line that you said when you got on the show after we did the whole, hey, you know, you've been listening to the program and all that stuff. You, you, um, you said the line, this might be some quarantine blues. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's wait that out before you even start visit, revisiting this dilemma of yours. Let's see. Yeah. It might be quarantine blues. Okay. Maybe you do need yeah. to just kind of get out and about and socialize. Just because you're a doctor doesn't mean that you're not susceptible to cabin fever and, dare I say, depression, right? Yeah. Um, that's real for everybody, no matter who you are, where you're from, how rich you are, yeah. how poor you are, right? That could, that could come for you in a, in a time like this. Um, yeah. it, it, and, and, and it might magnify most for the medical field because this is a medical pandemic i mean they are mm-hmm. all, they all are right but this is a medical problem we have as a world so you guys understand it more than say we do uh so it might be a little bit it might be a little bit of that cabin fever that you might want to kind of get out of your system before you start talking about shit that's going to change the trajectory of your life drastically yeah yeah, um, yeah i agree but it's not <sighs> It's not that bad of an idea just in case you decide to pull the plug for the meantime on South Cotabato. Now, my, my, my worry is if you want to be a neurosurgeon and that's what you want to be, then ultimately, let's just suck it up. Suck it up, man. The government sucks. Yeah. Fuck. Well, hey, guess what? We're all in it. We're all a part of it. Even I, as a person who lives abroad, has to deal with that bullshit. Even I, mm-hmm. who makes my money in pesos, meaning then the government and all its corruption probably steals from me too. <laughs> we all have to go <laughs> through with it, right? Yeah. And I don't want you to not pursue two things. What you want to be in this field and what your calling is because mm-hmm. of one piece of shit from Davao. Like don't don't let him and his fucking whatever mafia that he has going, don't let them affect too much your dreams and your calling. Mm-hmm. Because he's one guy and he's gonna die soon. He's old man. <laughs> and he doesn't look healthy either. So God willing that motherfucker perishes soon from some kind of disease. And hopefully we can reset a little bit around here. Now, if he goes and let, let, let's say he's out, and then fucking Sarah, his piece of shit daughter, for some reason becomes a senator and then a president in another fucking three to six years, or six years after he leaves, then we're in trouble. But yeah. in the meantime, let's let's see how it plays out. Let's get rid of the cabin fever. Let's get rid of the quarantine blues a little bit, and then let's wait yeah. out this guy. And in the meantime, while we're waiting him out. Go after your specialization. That's going to take another X amount of years anyway. And then when you're 29 or 30 and you're a neurosurgeon, or I don't know how long it's going to take, but when you're there, let's, you know, let's revisit where the country yeah, I'll, is. I'll update you then. Yeah, let, let's revisit where the country is, where you're at in your heart, and maybe, if, maybe even somehow in your small way, you're helping South Cotabato right now and you realize it's so fulfilling yeah. that you're, it's yeah. worth the stay. Then, you know. You're 25, man. You're young, and young yeah. people always come up 
with these very passionate feelings about you know active being an activist and being against the government and being for the people and being and helping and saving the world i love it it's a good thing it's good we need we need people your age to feel those feelings um but you're special ej you're skilled you're rare so you have more responsibility with what you're feeling you have to i'm sorry that life has put this on your plate my friend but you have a bigger responsibility than i do in this world so your decisions mean more to more people than say mine or or many of us listening to this show that are not on your path okay mm-hmm. and and i hope you understand that that's a lot of validation mo <laughs> yeah but but it's true you are more important than i am to this world so you have to make a better decision about your life than myself or or many of us listening to the show and that's a shame you're 25 you have a lot on your shoulders but when brain surgeons come around then you know they're they're there to do something that only 0.0005% of the population can do and that makes you special that makes you important and that makes your decisions more important than what i do with my life Okay. okay. <laughs> I think that made you feel worse. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but 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 it's the, it's just the, it's just reality, man. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I'm I, sorry I, you're a doctor. You. <laughs> I'm sorry that this is yeah. what you want. But thank you for thank you for do thank you for for um for picking the path that you have chosen in life and that that path is connected to a good human being. Those two things, man, be, be, being, be, listen, doing what you want to do is already rare. Doing what you want to do and then attaching it to a human being as good as you are is elitely rare. Not a lot of elite. Surgeons, surgeons are douchebags, man. Honestly, right? Surgeons are fucking assholes. And that's because they're alpha. They're confident. They think they're better than everybody else because they can back it up. And a lot of them are self-serving. They're okay. Well, no, because I want to be a fucking millionaire. I, I've met a lot of surgeons, and you know, okay, man, But you can tell by the way they live their life that they a lot of it was because of who they are and what they're capable of doing. I'm going to be. I, I've met a brain surgeon, right? And mm-hmm. he has the biggest fucking house, and he's got a beautiful rest home. It looks like a Greek fucking you know blue dome palace and all of that. And they spend a lot of money, and they're alpha. Hindi naman, they're not naman masamang tao, but they're douchebags yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. that way. They have that ultra confident, like an athlete. And yeah. a lot of that is okay because they want to get rich. And this is global, right? A lot of surgeons here in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, their their attitudes are the same way. Brain, especially these fucking neurosurgeons, man, and. To see you go, okay, no, I'm in here because I want to go home. Which is like, what the fuck, oh, fuck, man. To go home and to help my people. Like, dude, really? Do you understand now where, do you understand now, EJ, that from a person outside of your circle, mm-hmm. how important you are to this world? I haven't thought of it that much, but yeah, it makes me realize. You're so important to this world. So you have to make the right choice. 
And I think making yeah, the right choice starts with you. yeah, ma- making the right choice starts with with let's waiting out this. Yeah. yeah. Let's wait out this uh, quarantine. Maybe it might be fucking with your head a little. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, brother. Thank you. No, thank you. I hope it helped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, congratulations on your uh, engagement with Chopper. Thanks, man. I've been following you guys for like a long time. <laughs> Thanks, brother. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so hey, listen. This is my phone number, right? This is like yeah. So save it. I'm gonna save your name and your number, and uh, let's let's thing. Let's let's be friends. You're you're a good yeah, guy. Sure, you're a good man. guy. I I need more good people. We all need more good people in our lives, yeah. and I'm I'm happy to save your number and like just we'll kick the shit whenever. Okay. Okay. All right, brother. Thanks, Doc. Thanks for the call. Good luck to you. Thanks, Mo. Stay safe, man. Good luck. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. What a good human being. I'm almost disgusted at how I can't be that good of a guy. (laughs) Selfishly, I can't be that good of a guy. But let's see. Let's see if he. Let's see if that 25-year-old energy of wanting to save the world (laughs) lasts. I think it will. I think, right, genuinely, when you when you hear him, when you kind of... I, I think people, when they're young and they want to save the world, they want to save the world and then they meet a boyfriend or they meet a girlfriend and then that shit gets derailed or they meet their influential friend that introduces them to alcohol or fucking marijuana or fucking music or or arts or some bullshit and then they, they, they derail. Or, or maybe it's not really derailing because... We all dream to save the world when we're young. Not actually not, not all of us actually then dedicate the next 10 years to it, 20 years to it. So when you get when you get people like him and like some of you maybe who are listening to the show who go, "Okay, at a young age, I'm going to I'm going to dedicate my life to my people, my province to fill the void that uh, medicine adequate medic- medicine can't reach them. I'm going to fill that void." And I'm 21 years old. Well, fine, okay, good, good on you, 21 year old. Yes, let's see that youthful energy. And that 21 year old ends up hanging out with their friends, uh, fucking around a little bit, and realize, you know what? I'm not happy. This is not fun. I want this. I want that. And boom, they give it up. But what we have with this kid here is a passion project, quote unquote, has turned into true results. He's a young man who has finished, who is going to get into something so difficult like neurosurgery and all of that. And then he is going to want to go home. Still, still wants to go home. Instead of doing what a lot of 25-year-olds would probably do, which is fucking party and try to get the hottest chicks possible. Good man. Glad to have met him glad that you guys have were exposed to him and i'm glad that he's changed his mind about that piece of shit president we have take a break when we come back we have more of the show you're listening to good times more of the podcast season seven episode number 46 brought to you by sharp philippines don't go away back after this worldwide it's good times with mo the podcasts have a question message mo on twitter or instagram at dj mo twister or check out gtwm podcast on facebook GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines.
Hey, good timers. Let's talk about Sharp Philippines for a second. Now, even before they came around on this podcast, I've been a Sharp customer. Why? Well, because I'm looking for that sweet spot of high performance and value. You do the research. Go on your favorite tech review site. I like CNET in particular. And what I find are positive reviews for what I'm looking for. Let me tell you what that is. I'm looking for something that I, my wife, my kids, Lucas, Amsterdam can enjoy. The Android games on the TV are big for them. They are more into gaming than they are into, say, sports or TV series. So the Android TV offers them a new way to play. Now, I'm big on resolution. Whether it be to watch sports or my favorite TV series, I want it as clear as possible, and this is Sharp's calling card. Ultra high definition, baby. It's just so fulfilling knowing that my important TV time is also giving me the best picture quality around. And it doesn't stop there with viewing TV. Compatibility is another thing that's really important with me. I like to control my TV with apps that I already have on my iPhone and the iPad. The built-in Chromecast lets me cast movies from my laptop as well. So that compatibility with gadgets, super plus. Now sure, size matters, as we say on the podcast, but that's why I like Sharp 60-inch 4K ultra high definition TV. TV, but all of those features I'm talking about comes in sizes like 45 inches and 50 inches if that fits your house or your room better. So be original with Sharp and truly enhance your alone time, your family time with the very best that technology offers at a price point that's really good for you. This is my Sharp testimonial. I spend a lot of time at home. You guys know this. I'm not the one who goes out partying or does the outdoor stuff too much. I want to make sure my investments into my home time are really the best ones, and Sharp checks those boxes for me. I'm sure it'll do for you. Now let's get back to the podcast. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcasts. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. All right, welcome back to the show. You are listening to Good Times and Well, the podcast, season seven, episode number 46, brought to you by Sharp Philippines. You know, I am going to do something unprecedented, and I just kind of thought about this uh, as we were in commercial break from our last caller, EJ. And obviously, I any opportunity I take to uh, give the president of the Philippines uh, some shit, a hard time. I am going to say for the first time, I think I agree with him on something, and I should I should have brought this up during the conversation, but I totally forgot. Uh, and, and that's the president saying that there's no school until there's a virus vaccine. Uh, I think that's a really bold uh, stand to take. Uh, not a lot of countries are gonna take that stand, and I'm glad that he has said that. Um, I am in agreement with this. No school until a coronavirus vaccine is available. Uh, I don't know how much power he has to enforce this, and I don't know how prepped we are as a country online-wise, having the curriculum online moving forward or starting soon, because school's supposed to be back next week. um, And unless a, uh, a pretty robust online curriculum is ready to go, I'm not 100% sure how this is going to be successful. But the fact that he wants it to be this way is great. Now, I know not all schools are back in June. It's just that's traditionally the way to go. But uh, many also schools return at the end of August. And whether they have pushed that back formally already, I'm not 100% sure. I, I, I do remember reading stuff that they're pushing back the start of the school year, so it's not the traditional June. But whether it be June or August or September, uh, a vaccine will likely not be available by that time. Uh, so 
what is going to happen when there is nothing available and it is gone already long enough where the kids are not back in school? What's the online system looking like for the country? That is where I think the president should throw a lot of concentration, a lot of money at right now. Obviously, testing is still really important and getting the treatments should be a well-funded endeavor But getting prepared for the future, especially when it comes to education and our students, what are we going to do if a vaccine isn't available when we have to go online? I'm super, super supportive of the president saying this. I just hope that it's not something that comes out of his mouth and then the fucking students out there are left to rot and shit with inferior education and just an inferior structure for what to do. Uh, with the online setup. So finally, yes, I am supporting him in something that he has said, but let's see how far this is actually going to go. Okay, yeah, I feel kind of gross even just saying that, but dude, let's let's give credit where credit is due. Let's take our next call and we'll go to QC. Next call. Let's talk to Matt, who is 27. Matt is actually a caller from season six, season six, episode 26, I believe, Matt, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're from QC. Now, you called mm-hmm. last year. You, what was your shit? Like, you fell in love with a fuck buddy, right? But she did not want to formalize things with you. Is, is that what it was? I'm trying to remember what this call was about. Yeah, so basically, what um, I called in before about is uh, I fell in love with a fuck buddy. We've been um, sort of being on and off fuck buddies for like three weeks when I called in. Okay. And then you told me I was a uh, total rookie. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you had to- <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no worries. So, because it was my first time not uh, having sex with not my girlfriend. So, okay. oh, right. So, yeah, you were um, a rookie then. You're rookie in casual sex. Yeah. All right. Got it. Yes, exactly. So, um, what happened was you advised me that I should. Um, you know just continue being her friend because she confides uh in me about her um escapades with other people not really the sex but like just you know your normal dating and stuff and it's a win-win no wait hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on on, 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 real quick so did you because i remember the call but again because this is like early last year's details and you know you have to understand i take so many calls so so i I apologize but sure you were in love with your fuck buddy she, yep. I do remember her, yeah, telling you about other guys that she's been with. Um, mm-hmm. Did you tell her, though, that you were in love with her? Or was that part of the whole, let's not say anything yet, and we'll just tell her another time? Oh, yeah. Actually, she knows at the time. She she, she knew that I was um, not, not in love with her, but uh, I was really, you know, Feelings. liking her in that yeah. sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Okay, continue. So um, what happened was you, you advised me to just be there because it's a win-win situation. You know, I'm having casual sex. And oh, at yeah, the same that's time. Right. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, my policy. Exactly. That, that's my policy when you have a fuck buddy <laughs> with a girl and you have feelings for her. It's like, in the end, you're still getting to fuck a girl you like. <laughs> I think what I exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, it just so happens that she fell for me as well. And um, we're actually celebrating our first year on the 29th of June. Oh, awesome. Good for you, man. Congratulations. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, you actually even told me... Um, th- now, let me let me go into the question because I can remember that you told me that I can get a, a good three or four years because she's ter- just turning 22. 
you know, she's really young. She's younger than me for like five years. She's just um, turning 22. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Before yeah. we get to that, did did our conversation work? I, I, I always like to get a little, like, uh, a feedback on, on some of the shit that I said. Because my whole, hey, at least you're fucking this young-ass hot chick that you like, and that's awesome, <laughs> and all that. I mean, in the end, though, jokes aside and all that fucking dick talk mm-hmm. aside, did it work? It, it, it worked perfectly. Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad to hear. Okay, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it like I, I normally just follow like what you say on the podcast and in and, and this um like in this scenario i had to ask you like um personally on what to do and i'm glad that i uh, called the podcast because I, I didn't think that it would it would work out if i didn't talk to you i just oh, so continued so being her friend yeah yeah sorry go, go yeah ahead. you know i just continued being her friend and now like um we're living together and it it feels like magical like in a lack yeah. of proper term because yeah, yeah, yeah. we rarely fight um th- this is actually yeah this is actually going to be my question because i was so like um interested and intrigued and in love with what you did for angelica yeah. <laughs> it was insane thanks, um thanks. now i was um I- i'm not thinking of marriage yet we're not there yet um i think we're both mature enough to not think of it good but my question right now is because we rarely fight like she's not jealous i'm not jealous we're not that kind of couple and like we can talk to anyone that we want to we don't really snoop around with our phones like my question is like just to how to maintain the like the relationship in this manner i think like i know the basic things on how but yeah. it's like you you told me that I, I might probably get like a good three or four years but i really don't want that you want like more. our family's yeah, exactly. I want more. I want I want us to be engaged. I want us to get married like in you know, in, in time. Like yeah. our families know each other and like we're really hitting it off really good. It's just that like how do I maintain something like this? Because she's super young, she's a bit adventurous, she she wants to do a lot of things and um, you know, I'm not really stopping her, but how do I maintain that? Um Okay, so w- when I give you a death sentence, like, you know, mm-hmm. and I just got a phone with a doctor, right? And we hear it all the time when doctors say, oh, you only have six months to live, and the person goes on to live for yeah. fucking 10 years, right? When I say yeah. that you've got a good two to three years with your girlfriend because she was 20 years old at the time, and yeah. she was just a fuck buddy, and, you know, for you to have such amazing aspirations that you guys are going to get together and stay together forever considering her age <clears throat> excuse me sorry considering her age i would i as you know if i were a betting man i would say that there's absolutely no way that that's going to work out but i don't know if you follow sports mm-hmm. or if you just i guess life yeah, I do, life yeah. in general the underdog sometimes wins right it, yep. it, it happens. Exactly. The Denver Nuggets beat mm-hmm. the Seattle Supersonics. I forgot what year that was when they were the 8th seed and the Sonics were the best team in the NBA okay it mm-hmm. happens um, we see it. So you and this girl working out for more than just the three good three years that I've given you, or maybe even getting married and ha- living happily ever after, there's a chance. Now, it's not a great chance, but there's a fucking chance, especially if you guys are getting on really, really well. Now, if if I put in how you guys met, and if I take into consideration the first phone call that we had, I would tell you, <laughs> I don't think it's going to last. But mm. what you're telling me right now changes that. That you guys have improved so much in the one year 
that I, yes, feel better. That maybe during the first call last year in episode 26, I would have given you a 5% chance to succeed with this girl. Maybe I'm bumping it now to 15%, 20% even. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that high. But, you know, it, at least <laughs> it's, it's going upwards, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The question of how do you keep that going, I don't have the answer to that because I don't know how much you're going to change in the next few years, and you will. She will, you will. You guys will change. And that's why these relationships so often don't work out because the human being that you are when you're 27 is so rarely ever the human being that you are when you're 20. And that's where I worry for her. And even you. Wait, how the hell do you're 27 now? Seven. 27 now, yeah. Mm -hmm. The, 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 The person you're going to be five years from now is a shell of the person that you are today. Could be in a good way, could be in a bad way. So how are you going to stay together? Well, it depends on how you will improve as human beings together. And if you can do that both individually, this is going to sound weird, but before, but you can do mm-hmm. that individually and together. So let her find her path in life. Sorry, it's so corny. But let her find her mm-hmm. shit by herself and you be supportive and not controlling of it. Let you find your shit yourself with her being supportive and not controlling. And that's a really good way for you guys to grow as individuals, but still be there for each other as a couple. And then you guys can be one of those ones that, oh, okay, you will meet them and you'll go, oh, how long have you guys been together? Oh, we've been together 25 years. We were high school sweethearts and we're still together now. That's amazing. That's rare. You guys don't, not not a lot of people do that, but you could be that. So, this might be a confusing conversation. I apologize. I might be all over the place. But yep. let me kind of regroup here. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it's this. You will never know until you try. Okay? Yes, did I give you three years before this shit ends? Yes. Do I still feel it's going to be yep. three years? Probably. But how the fuck are you going to know if it's really going to be three or it could be forever until you actually do it? And what do you need to do to keep it going? Well, do everything you're doing right now because right now it's great. Just keep in mind, this is the key, keep in mind that you guys are going to change as a couple and as individuals, and you cannot fight that change. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that think, well, people don't change too much as adults. Well, yeah, that's right, but to stay in a relationship when some of that change is happening is very difficult. You've heard this show a thousand times. I've said, what's the number one threat in, in a relationship? A new job a new life, a new look, a new anything. Change is dangerous. And when you're 20 years old, there's going to be a lot of that. When you're 21, there's going to be a lot of that in the next 10 years. Can you keep up with her when she goes through it? Can she keep up with you? Because you're still young when you go through it. And if you can, guess what? Touchdown. You've succeeded. Anticipate change. Don't fight it. And then hopefully, hopefully, you guys don't do anything stupid in the time that you are changing. So I wish you the best. I still think the odds are not in your favor. But don't let a stupid fucker like me tell you on this show that you guys are going to fail. I'm just just talking shit based on everybody else's problems. (laughs) But you could be completely the exception to the rule. Okay? I got you, Mom. 
Thanks. Thanks awesome. a lot. Fucking e. I love it. And I love, I love, I love this call <laughs> and I love, I love everything that you've told me and I love where you're at. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that your last call that it worked and the girl that it didn't seem like she was interested in being your girlfriend is now in love with you. That's fucking amazing. Yep. Hey, wait, hold on. I got a question. <clears throat> yeah. So this is a sex question. Is the sure. sex better when you're when you know she's in love with you than when you're just fucking the girl that you think is super hot? It's about be a stupid oh, yeah, absolutely. question. Absolutely, right? yeah, it's just obvious. Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. It it, it is like um there, well especially for me because like what you told me like I don't I don't really um I'm a newbie I don't do casual sex and everything so yeah. like you know basically basically like the feelings uh, if the feelings are mutual for me that you know that's icing on the cake. Yep. 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 Fantastic. All right. Okay, so, uh, so yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, ac- actually, yeah. Before that, um, I, I have a quick question before before we uh, cut it off. Um, I'm just curious because I'm actually starting like a podcast. Um, oh, you have a good you have a good broadcaster's <clears throat> voice for it. Good for you. Oh, thanks, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate it. So, um, yeah, I'm actually starting a podcast. Actually, I'm returning um, as a podcast um, uh, jock. Like I've been doing this for like a good four years. And I actually Good. patterned, yeah, I actually patterned the, my podcast to yours. However, there is a twist. Like wait, 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 wait. Before you give me the twist. Yep. When you say that your podcast has been patterned from this podcast, what do you mean? Like you take calls, you talk Sometimes. to people about their questions. Like, what, I mean, what do you mean it is patterned well, from this? Well, not the not the podcast, but the radio show. Like we 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 really talk about things that are in depth. Um, sometimes I take in calls depending on the topic, if ever people want to call, but yeah. because it's podcasting, you don't, re- and right, you don't have right. that kind of big following. You don't right. really get like a ton of calls, but we do get people to listen in. Um, now I'm going to start, um, creating a new podcast, which is still patterned to the same, the same old podcast, yeah, but yeah. you know, but I need to start from the ground up. Now I I listened to like a previous episode of yours. You you think that this is like a, an all time high when it comes to Philippine podcasting, and I, it I is. can't it is. I can't agree more. Yeah, yeah. it is. Right. So, like I was just wondering, like because we didn't really hit it off like back then, like with a thousand listeners, but we did get a good following. I was just wondering, how do you get that kind of um, you know, that kind of listener um, or the the number of listeners that you get? Like in podcasting, how do you market like the podcasting industry? Well, before I answer that, you said there was a twist. What's the twist to your show? Okay, because because I think the that's that, I, that the answer to that question might lie in there. Um, yeah. Because when you say a twist, or you're going to say demographic or niche, is it right? Is that a niche market yeah. or whatever? That could be everything. Yeah. And what's great about podcasting is that it could get very specialized. And if mm-hmm. you are a specialized podcast, and what does that mean? Mean like you tackle one specific topic or you yeah. tackle a bunch of topics in one specific kind of industry, then you know mm-hmm. your listenership is going to all be from this industry or at least predominantly be from this industry. That's a, that might be yeah. a good thing. So – I'm interested in what your twist is because that might, in fact, be the answer to your question. Okay. So the twist is the listeners that I get are mainly K-pop fans because <laughs> it's a K-pop podcast. <laughs> you, 27-year-old dude from QC, is doing a fucking K-pop podcast? Exactly, man. 
it's like oh my god it's insane <laughs> yeah that's fucking hilarious your girlfriend's okay with this she's like what the fuck is wrong with you she didn't do that Oh, no, she's a K-pop fan. She actually supports it. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, that's great then. (laughs) Uh, And see, exactly. That's what I was saying. That's kind of what I was saying. Your industry has such a rabid fan base. K-pop has such a rabid fan base that you can really (laughs) blow up here. Now, blow up in a good way. Um, Yep. Now, obviously, I'm going to anticipate there's a million K-pop fucking podcasts out there because K-pop is massive. But if, if if done right, marketed right, the show's good. The conversations are good. And and here's here's the big winner here, I think. If you can mm-hmm. score a K-pop star somehow. Idol? Somehow, yeah. somehow, mm-hmm. somehow, right? Yeah, idol, sorry. Um that would be huge. Now, now's a really good time to do it because in quarantine, you're seeing a lot of celebrities do Zoom interviews pretty liberally. Yep. Uh, next, this coming week, we have Love, if you know Love, who would, who's with BTS. We have him yep. on the show. Is that how you pronounce his name, by the way? Love? 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 L-A-U-V? The guy, he, he sang BTS's... Uh, Love, yeah. L-A-U-V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's going to be on the show, I believe, June 1 or June 3 or something like that. Sweet. And And... And that's like it's easy to get these people now. It's easier, sorry, to get these people. It's still kind of difficult, but yeah, I think that that's really, really big. So, for example, last podcast, right, episode forty-five, mm-hmm. the proposal podcast. Apparently, from yeah, what people saying. So, my numbers for that podcast, which I did not anticipate, has gone crazy. And and why has it gone crazy? Well, because ABS, GMA, Rappler, Pep, <laughs> uh, Inquirer. Fucking the Davao Times, Bomberajo, everyone, <laughs> right? They all wrote about it, and yeah. all of a sudden, boom! The, the the numbers have skyrocketed for that episode. And if I knew that was going to happen, maybe I would have done a better job prepping that show. I didn't prep it that much, but it mm-hmm. sometimes just takes that. It takes if you don't have the marketing arm or the marketing machinery behind you because you're just your average person, right? Yep. I, I think doing something that can be considered viral-ish and getting that out there is a really good way to skyrocket. If you can't get that, though, because obviously that's difficult and that's you know mm-hmm. hit and miss, right? If you can't get yep. that, then grow a base slowly and organically by promoting your podcast into chat rooms, Threads, hashtags that have to do with K-pop. When I type, when I, when I, um, when I talk about K-pop on Twitter, for example, um, yeah. I get so many responses from people who don't follow me. And why is that? Is because they follow the hashtag or they follow the name. So, for mm-hmm. example, I K-pop people think that I hate K-pop, which I don't, because I was giving this group called You Kiss some shit like 10 years ago or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, right? And, and I had thousands after th- upon thousands of messages from their fan base, even though none of them follow me because I just typed the phrase you kiss. That's the same thing now with BTS. I love BTS. I'm not the biggest BTS fan. I can't name all of them. But for yeah. a radio pop DJ in his 40s, I could say like I like all of their new stuff. And I play them pretty liberally on the radio. I get a lot of messages from their fan base even though they don't follow me. So that's the key, I think. Going out there, when you promote your podcast, making sure to type the names of the bands you're talking about and the artists that you're talking about because their fans follow their names. And you can go, 
for example, on Twitter, um, why is Jenny Kim K-pop's most dominant female force? We talk about it on the Blank Podcast today. The Jenny Kim fan base out there who's following her fucking name will all of a sudden go, oh my God, somebody just said that Jenny Kim was A, the most dominant female personality in K-pop. Though it might be Jisoo or whoever the other girl is. Um, <laughs> and and then all of a sudden they agree with you like because they're the Jenny Kim girls. They're like, okay, I'm going to listen to why this guy says it. And boom, your numbers blow up. And, and, and really, honestly, just kind of out of the blue, they blow up. And you don't even, it's hard to explain it. And then you realize, okay, well, it's because of the Jenny Kimmers out there who fucking went crazy. So that's how I would attack it. And I, I don't know if this is obvious for you. And I'm not a K-pop guy, so I don't know if this is really, yep. again, hard-hitting, new, uh, ex- you know, uh, what do you call this? Um, this is shit that you didn't know, but mm-hmm. you understand them, and the K-pop fans are fucking crazy about their product. So yep. get them riled up. Promote it by posting a question. Hey, do you think Jenny Kim is the most dominant female force in K-pop, or is it someone else? And people are going to interact. That's how basketball, that's how we do it with basketball. Kevin Durant yep. or LeBron James, better than Michael Jordan? Let's talk about it. And people will like who follow those names like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? And then they'll listen to it. <laughs> so, All right. by the way, I love Jenny Kim. Love her, yeah, man. I love her, I too. I <laughs> love this girl, dude. And uh, she's <laughs> by far my favorite on Blackpink. By far. And it's funny because just, I would say about three days ago, I was at the airport and I was killing time because, you know, things are a little slower. And I spent maybe an hour and a half just on watching Jenny Kim's parts of whether it's their Coachella or just kind of anything, man. I like her. I think she's super, super cute. Just her? You, you, know, just, like, you, you don't watch like the other girls? <laughs> I, I do watch. I do watch. I, who's the leader there? Is it is it is it, is it Jisoo or Jisoo? How, how do you pronounce the, the uh, other actually? Girl? I, yeah, I think it's Jisoo because she's the eldest. But um, she's cute. They, too, they didn't really. Yeah, she yeah she she is. Like all of them actually are, but uh, Jisoo and uh, Jenny, yeah. The, and and the, yeah, Jenny, I, I think fashion is a bit more fashion forward. I think of the group, right? Uh, yeah, yep, that's correct. Clearly, she's the rapper. Jisoo's real cute, though. She, and yep. I, she she came out with a solo th- uh, shit right recently, yep. right? Didn't she come out yeah, with some solo? Yeah, she, she did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Who, who's the guy on BTS that came out with a solo project just this past week? And it kind of like, I don't know if this past week or this past month, but it was like the number one big thing on the charts. Oh, yeah, I think that's J-Hope, their rapper. I think. Oh, he came I'm, out, I'm not he that came updated, out with yeah. solo shit? Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Why do I know more I about so. this than you, man? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not being as updated as I want to be, but yeah, that's uh, that's all going to change because we're going to start the podcast really soon. So, okay, yeah, but, but when yeah, you I hold on, I, I've got a question. I've got a question. When, when you do sure. a K-pop podcast, um, yeah, do the fans want more of the obvious groups, BTS, Blackpink, Monster X, you know those guys, or do they want a little bit of the up and coming underground? next big thing talk you know to be honest like it differs like um there are returning listeners that that listen to the podcast regardless if it's if it's their bias group or not but um you know like to, for you to get like that um the large amount of listeners yeah you have to go to the obvious groups which are the bts's the exos the black pinks 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yep. you reel them in with the commercial and then maybe, you know, you spend 10 minutes on the up and coming. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, I think, I think that's the best way to go. Yeah. Hey, quickly, before we go, how's Dara doing? What, sure. like, well, what's up with Dara now? She's just a TV star. She's not into the music shit anymore. Right? I mean, I know she, did she resign with YG? Uh, um, I don't know, some time back. And is she coming out with some solo shit or she's just working on TV now? No, she's just basically working on TV. I think she produces music now, but yeah, yeah. Um, because Twenty One had already disbanded, right. and there's nothing. Right, but like, when Twenty One, no comeback. When Twenty One disbanded, she signed as a solo artist, right, with YG, didn't she? Yes, and then she she left. So she oh, so quite, she's not putting out anything. I, I I don't follow. Yeah, that not right at now. all. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Um, she was um like she had that uh, ABS-CBN stint um yeah, yeah, when when. Yeah. She left 21, but then right. that was it. Yeah, like, yeah. She didn't but but really then she ended up going back to Korea and doing, doing some it. local TV work. Absolutely, right, yeah. Right. She did, yeah. yeah. She's still doing that now. I love her, man. But again, I'm clear, yeah. I'm not updated, but I love Sandera. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeah, she, she's really cool, yep. And, and, and people still... I hope she, it works out. People still hip to Dara? Like, people still... Like, she's very much still in the scene? Yeah, she she's... Well, not really in the scene, but, um, like, her... Her Instagram is still blowing up, so I think that's a good thing. She mainly just produces. It's not really like a TV thing anymore. She has like maybe one or two shows, but just guest things and not regular shows. But but then that's it. Yeah, because she's already getting older. I mean, she's she's got to be thirty five at least uh, at this. Yeah, point. at least. Yeah, but look, she she still looks oh, stunning. She's, yeah, like, no, she, dude, that's so pretty, man. She's so cute. Yep. Um, it's insane. I'm trying to think if she's might even be one of the who's the hottest K-pop personality all time is it maybe Oof. one of the girls generation girls because the, the girls uh, generation probably dude there's gotta be one of them She's, dude those girls are so <laughs> fucking hot but they're not around either anymore right yeah so they they go, went on separate ways yeah but it's still basically a group it didn't disband but they some of them went solo some of them um some of them acted uh tiffany one of the uh, members is there the u.s actually touring love tiffany oh man you should get it you should get her on the show i know you've been how the hell am i gonna how the hell dude how the hell am i gonna get a snsd fucking member on this show it's just not big enough dude listen as 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 popular as i think this show is there's no way i score an snsd girl maybe maybe i get one for the radio show but not for the podcast i don't know I don't know, man. But oh, we'll never I love know, you Tiffany, know, dude. Number uh, one podcast in the Philippines, yeah, you, yeah, you'll, you'll get but that. but but they'll they'll listen to it and they're like, what the fuck? They're just cause talking about fucking anal on the show, man. Did that? <laughs> I, I think they they cuss around now, like especially Tiffany, because uh, like it's quite liberal there in the uh, liberated yeah. there in the uh, U.S. Right. So yeah, she she cusses a lot. Um, Jenny, it, Jenny, it Jenny, Jenny does too, because Jenny grew up in uh, New Zealand, right? So she's she has New a little, Zealand, yeah, yeah. She got a little bit of. Uh, of a little bit of sass to her. Not that I'm saying that exactly, New Zealanders yeah. are like that, but you know, she's she's not she's not like she didn't grow up in Korea. She went to school in, in uh New Zealand, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Right. Like That's a lot right. a yep. lot of her time, right? She went if not grade school, high school, like high school college mm-hmm. or some shit. Like she spent a considerable time in, in New Zealand. Okay. I can't believe you're actually fanboying over K pop right now. <laughs> Who me? Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I listen I, again. I don't want the misconception that I am against K-pop. I just, I just didn't like You Kiss and fuck them. But that was yeah. a long, long time ago. They're no longer around. I'm assuming. Exactly. But Monster X, dude, love Monster X. Love BTS. <laughs> fucking love. Well, I don't want to say I love Blackpink. I just, lo- I love Jenny, man. She's so awesome. Um, <laughs> always been a big fan of again of, of SNSD. 
Uh, <laughs> who else? I'm trying to think. Is there anything? Anyone else? I mean, of course, I like Dara, but we all like Dara because she's you know from Philippines. Yeah. Um, okay. One last thing about K-pop, and I'm out of here. The the sure. lo- the local guys, the the Filipino guys um, that do it. What the fuck is them? I fucking hate these guys. Uh, who, who's <laughs> who? What's the name of these guys? Um, Bocha. Uh, is it? The SB ninety yeah guys. yeah SB ninety four yeah them, man are they I don't like them too okay good I just want to make sure <laughs> that you true K-pop fans look find that shit pathetic because that shit is gross, oh man, man. I, I do good yeah it, good. they are fuck them they're horrible <laughs> they're awful they're popular man yeah. but they're, oh they're awful man fucking well you know that, that I think it it goes down to like what you told us back then like for it didn't work in the Philippines because they don't market it like with face and so like. They, I guess they they find it them good looking, so that's why it's working out for them. Oh, but know, like man. it never it never never passed me. Yeah, at as all. it shouldn't. Yeah, at least at least you true yeah. ones. Please please don't be fucking around with that stupid stuff. Okay, man. Yeah, good times. Balls. I enjoyed. This. Hey <laughs> right. hey hey. Sorry. One last. What is the name of sure. your podcast? I want people out there to give it a look. I mean, if you like K-pop or shit, if you're gonna do a Jenny Jenny uh, Kim topic, I'm in it. What is the uh, <laughs> what's the what's the what's the name of the podcast? When is it coming out? And, uh, and let's get some uh, oh, publicity for it. That's awesome. Okay, so it's called the Kingdom Podcast. Um, okay. It debuts on the sixth of June. Solid. Um, you can yeah. Can I can I plug the uh, Twitter account? Dude, of course. Go go go. Awesome. So it's at Kingdom Podcast underscore. You can find out every every detail there. We're gonna um, you know debut on the sixth of June. I'm pretty much very excited about this. And yeah, I just want to thank you Mo for the opportunity. Yeah, no worries. Uh, June sixth is the anniversary date for the radio show. Uh, good times, by the way. Um, that's wow, really? Yeah, it was our first. That's so. It, it, that's good. Good. I hope. Oh, that's I, I awesome. hope that brings you a little bit of luck. Um, yeah, yeah hopefully yeah i'm hoping for the best all right brother thanks for the call. good luck with the pod <laughs> good luck with the girl okay good luck with you scoring tiffany or whoever on your show <laughs> let's thanks, hope man. for the best thanks, thanks well have, have a good one. one bye bye oh man that is that was matt uh from pc go check out his pod uh if you're a big k-pop fan if you hate k-pop but you know somebody who loves it then share it with them too because hey why not, right? Keep on talking. Talk. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're halfway through the program. We'll go back to Manila uh, right after this. I believe it's all. Yeah, it's all for the That's what I said earlier. Uh, yeah, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got more of the show. You're listening to Good Times and More of the Podcast, Season 7, Episode Number 46, brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Back after this. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcasts. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWN Podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcasts. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Back on the show, you are listening to Good Times and Mo, the podcast, season seven, episode number 46, brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Uh, we will also start our uh, one-hour shows, I believe, next week. If you guys missed that, I said that, I believe, on episode number 44, that I'm thinking of going through a one-hour show with two callers only. So let's say these past two callers, EJ and Matt, and that's it. You know, the, the show's done. It's what, That was a little over an hour probably with those two since those two were pretty long calls. And then we're done. 
and tomorrow it would be say our next two callers and that is going to be the system hopefully i think i'm going to be starting this next week so i just want to give you a reminder that you're going to see a lot more episodes of gtwm showing up on your phone for you guys to download it'll likely be about six six per week instead of the three now we're just going to double that up and we've never done six in a week we've traditionally been a five nights per week show we're going to bump that up to six and it's going to be an hour long i hope you guys are into that and if you are great and be please be continue to be supportive of it and you can also be supportive of this show by donating to it by going to anchor.fm slash gtwm podcast uh, you can donate as little as 99 cents per month and that is another way to really help this thing uh, keep going so for all the people that have donated thank you so much Okay, let's get to it. Second half of the show, and we will go to Manila for this one. Next call. Let's talk to JV, who is 31. JV is in Manila, and he is on the show now. Hey, JV, thanks for being on the program. Hey, Mo. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, so. I know. You, <laughs> you sounded, but, but again, like I tell everybody who's nervous, everybody starts nervous. And I think... Maybe five uh, yeah, five I, minutes mm-hmm. into it, you, you you'll calm down and you realize <laughs> it's not so bad. Uh, so anyway, how are you? How's everything going on over there? Um, I'm I'm okay. I'm personally okay. It just it's I don't know because of this pandemic, it's kind of hard. It's tough outside. Yeah, it's really hard to go out. Yeah, like, do you live yeah. alone or or what? I am alone um, in my apartment because I have to work from home. I'm not pretty sure if I would have a good um, internet connection when yep. I go to my province. So, yeah, I have to stay here. Gotcha. Okay. All right. You ready to go? You want to talk about what, what the uh, reason for this call yeah, is? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm nervous. No, you, but, s- dude, yeah, you sound fine. Um, my... Um, Here's my dilemma. I have this girl. I my girlfriend now yeah. and he, uh, I'm planning to like um, do this proposal after this pandemic. But I me uh, counting problema kasi Um, pra, um, currently parang napapag-usapan namin yung, yung kasal pero meron kasi akong anak parang 9 months siya Whoa. 9 months na siya pero okay. sa ibang Girl. hindi sa kanya uh, so nine, uh, you have a child that's 9 months old so a brand new baby uh, I, yes. I, I've got a question if you're planning to propose to your girlfriend mm-hmm when this pandemic is over and, and when this pandemic is over is, is hard to say truly when um, maybe you'll propose as soon as the, yeah, yeah, right. As soon as the quarantine is over, but that doesn't necessarily mean the pandemic is over, but that's a different story. My question, no, 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 that's not, the, the, don't, don't say sorry. It's fine. I, I, I'm the one who kind of went, went off. Um, <laughs> you have a nine month old. How long have you been with your mm-hmm. girlfriend? If you have a nine month old, Ah, uh, okay. So maybe I could tell you uh, some backstory about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. And yeah. if you're and if you're more comfortable with Filipino because you're nervous, I'm not saying your English yes. is bad. Your English is actually really, really good. But because you're nervous, maybe it would help <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you speak in Filipino <laughs> para 
you know, it might lessen the nervousness and the delay and all of that stuff. Uh, I encourage you maybe to do that. And then we'll just, for those who don't speak Filipino, I'll just translate. But um, yeah, let, 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 let's do that. Let, let, let's kind of tell the story in Tagalog because I think you're, 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 you're nervous. So um, the backstory, yeah. That's only a nine-month-old. That, that means you and your girlfriend right now, wala pa one year and you're going to propose to her. Uh, Unless you cheated on story. her. Um, mm-hmm. So, itong girlfriend ko ngayon, parang kilala ko, high school classmate ko siya. So, since high school, parang I've been trying to court her. Pangiligawan ko siya, pero back then, di pa siya pwede kasi parang sobrang bata pa. So, okay. but I, parang gusto ko na talaga siya at high school pa lang. Tapos, yun, nag-college kami, parang consistent yung communication namin. Tapos, may pagkakataon na naging kami nung college kami, pero dahil sa malayo, andito ako sa Manila nag-college, tapos siya isa Laguna, somewhere in Laguna. Yeah, yeah. So yun, medyo hindi nag-work out kasi nga med- malayo, tapos studyante, wala kang pera, hindi, hindi, hindi kami nakikita, <laughs> parang di, wala kaming chance na magkita kasi nga, studyante. Well, how much how much younger uh, is this girl at the time? Like, how old were you and how how young was she? I mean, if she, you keep saying she was a student, what's the age gap? Um, class, same age kami. So, classmate ah, okay. kami nung high school. Oh, so you mean, you mean your student meaning you're just broke ass, you have no money. So, it's, it's, hard, yeah. to, it's hard to have a relationship <laughs> when you're broke exactly, ass. Yeah. Right. Okay, mm. so it didn't work out so, when so you yun. guys were in college. And then what? Mm, tapos... Dahil consistent yung communication namin kahit nag-giwalay kami. Parang medyo close kami. Kasi nga magkaibigan kami din dahil classmate kami nung high school. And then nung nagka, nag-graduate, nagkatrabaho, parang yun nga medyo nagkaroon ng pagkakataon na na mag, pwede ko na siyang puntahan kasi yeah. nga medyo may trabaho. So naging kami ulit. Itong girlfriend ko ngayon, naging kami ulit. Pero hindi kami nagtatagal kasi ang sabi niya sa akin, parang hindi dati, ang, ang reason niya dati, hindi kami same level nung parang, ano ba, paano ba explain? Yung parang, ako sobrang seryoso ko na gusto ko na ganito dapat, yung sobrang seryoso na ako sa kanya. Pero siya, parang nag-enjoy pa lang siya at ayaw niya ng sobrang seryoso. Parang yeah. dito kami magka-same level nung ano. Right, right, right. Your, 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 uh, your goals aren't the same. So ano, ano, naging mm. fuck body ba kayo or, or one? No. Not no, even? No, no. Not even. <laughs> okay. So, I didn't die. How long ago was this when, when she told you that she was too, you, you know, you, you were maybe a little too serious? That um, maybe like ten years ago. Oh shit! Okay. Right. Yeah. Yes. It, um, imagine like we started like high school. I've been trying to court her, and then parang yun lang sinusun. Diko naman sa sinusundan. Ah, it sounds creepy. Pero yun lang since yeah, meron yeah. It sounds like it sounds like right. Yeah. She's 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 the one that's always been in your eye, and then you know mm. it's okay. I get mm. it. So let's let's kind of move fast forward here to today. Okay. Um, you, when did you guys get back together as a couple? Mm, okay. 
So, yun nga, nung nagkatrabaho, parang on and off, nagkakaroon kami ng chance na maging kami uli, pero hindi nag-workout. Nga, pabalik-balik. So, paulit-ulit, laging ganon, parang, ayun nga, parang one way lang yung ano, kasi ako lang yung parang laging nagpo-pursue. Tapos, ang nangyari, etong dahil kapag nagkakahiwalay kami, nagkaka-boyfriend siya, nagkaka-girlfriend ako. Tapos, yung last time, parang 2018, na... Parang iniwanan niya ulit ako. Tapos ngayon, parang meron akong uh, kausap na parang schoolmate namin. Tapos yeah. yun nga yung accidentally, fortunately na buntis ko. Pero parang yung, alam mo, di kami. Tapos yun lang, nagkainuman okay. na buntis ko. Okay, so, so yun so, yung so, naging... So, okay, so, you, so recently, this is then about a year ago, you got a girl pregnant, another schoolmate of yours, and that really seems to be yes. where you're... You you don't seem to be going away from the school, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, list of girls here. So you got a girl last year. You got her pregnant. She gave birth, um, and now mm-hmm. you're. Are you formally back now with the first girl? I mean, you guys are a couple because you're. Remember this. This question almost seems two parts, right? Number one. You're trying to get serious with a girl who keeps on telling you she's not ready, mm-hmm. and now you want to propose mm-hmm. to this girl, which is really like dangerous because it sounds like she's going to say no that you might still be um, mm-hmm. too aggressive about the both of you mm-hmm. and then number two which is your original question uh, and that's this one being the, the most problematic is that this girl does not want to accept that you have a child with another girl um, so let's let's start with answering this question you and your girlfriend, you are formally boyfriend and girlfriend. She recognizes you as an exclusive partner. Yes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Finally, parang this year, parang nagkausap ulit kami na first week, February this year. Tapos, ayun. Parang... Okay, so you finally got together with her February of this year and you want to propose yes. in a month or two. Mm, kasi... Ano eh, parang ngayon, eh, yung dating sa akin, parang medyo sabi niya kasi sa akin na parang, parang na-realize niya na parang di niya rin talaga kaya na wala ako. Okay, parang so she's ganun. on board with you guys being together long term? Okay. So, so, okay, so okay na tayo sa, sa question number one. Question number one ko, mm-hmm. no? Let's go back now to the biggest problem in all of this. Your girlfriend, who wants a long-term relationship with you, has said she cannot accept your daughter or son? Di niya sinasabi na parang she cannot accept, pero ang sa ngayon daw, parang di niya ma-imagine na parang pag alimbawa dumating na sa point na kami na, magsama kami, parang di niya ma-imagine na parang nagko-coexist siya at saka yung anak ko sa buhay ko. Parang okay. gano'n yun. Okay. And, and how often are you with your, I don't know, daughter or son or whatever? Ayun, uh, ngayon, since nung nag-start yung ano, parang almost three months ko na hindi ako nakaka-uwi ng kubite. So, pero before, parang, ano, once a week, every time na umuwi ako pag wala. So, so you parang, are involved with, in the life of your child? Uh, okay. And, uh, that, and that's the problem. All right. Well, boy, this is a big problem because you're talking about the girl that you've always wanted. 
who you've been pursuing since you were a student. Finally, you get the girl, but the girl doesn't want to be, well, doesn't want to associate herself with the child uh, that you had with a fling. (laughs) Sounds like a movie. It sounds like one of these know, know. MMK things, right? <laughs> I mean, this is not—it's not an end of the world thing, but it does feel like this is a serious problem, one that might not have a really clear solution. Because I can sit here and I can tell you, well, well, fuck your girlfriend. I mean, th- this is your daughter or your son. Is it a daughter or a son? So I can finally address this child. Daughter, right? daughter, okay. daughter. Okay, yeah. this is your daughter, and your daughter means everything, and. And um, you should, and I'm glad that you're there for your daughter, and I'm glad that you're a part of her life. And you have to understand that as a parent now, she is the most important thing moving forward. But because your daughter was born out of a fling, kind of like a fuck buddy scenario, and this girl that's been around forever that you want to finally settle down with is okay with settling down, and she's been she's been denying you as her exclusive partner for fucking over a decade you're finally there it's easy to go well fuck her this is your child your child means everything but i i i i know that that would be a difficult thing for you to do that would be a difficult thing for anybody to do and i and you know coming into this conversation when i first when i first heard you ask the question i was thinking oh this is easy if she can't take it get the fuck out right if your girlfriend has a problem she can show her the door and tell her to fuck off royally. But you're there. This is it. This is all of this is all the work that you've put in for over ten years trying to get this girl. And you're finally here at the finish line. But you've got this issue. Okay, so okay, let's say okay, fine. Let me let me ask you this then. If her reason is valid, right, to no longer be or to not be able to accept it, what's your solution? What do you have in mind? Ayun na nga mo, doon ako naguguluan kasi actually nung uli ko siya nakausap parang <laughs> nagmamakawa na ako sa kanya na parang sabi ko sa kanya parang ngayon ko lang naramdaman na parang mahal mo rin ako in fact parang sinabi niya na in love na rin siya sa akin sa, sa wakas finally pero ngayon niya may problema pero sabi naman niya sa akin Um, hayaan ko lang siya kumbaga parang kailangan niya lang tanggapin sa sarili niya which is ngayon parang mahirap pa in fact parang hindi pa naman daw nangyayari kumbaga wala pa namang senaryo na para ba- kasi nga baby pa yung ano kumbaga hindi pa naman nangyayari so ngayon parang sabi niya lalabanan niya muna yung sa sarili niya baka naman maging okay has, she, has, she, nga, has she met the child? Not yet. Not okay. Yet. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. I think here's here's a good thing. Your girlfriend seems to be willing to try, and I think your problem might not your big problem might not be right now, but it might be down the line when she has tried and failed to accept the child. So, let's not rush to conclusions 
and think that this is going to be a disaster. I know it's confusing because earlier I said this is a really big problem. But now that you've told me, well, your girlfriend is still willing to try to accept your child and at least give it a shot, then let's give it a shot. Let's see. This call might actually be a month or two premature. Um, because she tr- she's not at a place where hindi talaga. No, no, no talaga. I cannot be in a relationship with you if you're going to be a part of your daughter's life. Then, well, we have a really, really big problem. But right now, she's willing to try, which is a good thing. Um, what you can do in the meantime, siguro, is anticipate a solution to your problem if she, in fact, does not is not okay with it. Uh, what I would start off doing, though, until she decides, is make sure that you and your, I guess, ex-fuck buddy, the mother of the child, make sure that you are clear with your girlfriend about everything you guys communicate on. You know, mega transparency. Because there's always, I think, that feeling when you're involved with someone who has a child, especially a brand new child with someone else there's always that kind of concern that okay what's their relationship like are they really over each other did this baby bring a new connection between the two of them that i don't know about or that i might be threatened by so i i I would make it a priority that you show your girlfriend right now all of the communication all of the things that you and your the baby mom are talking about so she can see it was a it was an accident but you said fortunate it was a fortunate accident um and that's everything that's all that's all that's all that that is except for the fact that moving forward i'm going to be a father um you know that that's really kind of i think the best thing for you right now is to establish trust between you and your girlfriend and then Make sure that this is going to sound bad, but make sure that you show your girlfriend that you are equally, that she is equally as important to you as your child. Just in case she thinks your attention is not going to be on her and it's going to be on the baby, which it should be, but you're not going to tell her that or show her that. You're just going to show equal amount of attention with your child and your girlfriend. Gets? parang sabi ko naman sa kanya parang there should be no competition kasi parang siya mahal ko siya bilang partner yung yung ano ko parang mahal ko siya kasi anak ko siya kumpara parang dapat walang competition Exactly no you're you're 100% right but that's not how the real world works diba yeah, She feels niya, tap, she uh-huh. yeah, she feels like she cannot coexist with your daughter At least she thinks she might feel that way so right now, you have to show her, hey, no, you're just as important. And yes, you're right. There should not be a competition, and you shouldn't make it feel like a competition. But you should also not honor you know, her wishes about I, what I feel her wishes are, which is you know, making sure that she feels important. Mm-hmm. And that she feels a, like she's a priority to you. Eh nga, kaya ako naisip yung parang proposal kasi parang gusto ko siyang bigyan ng assurance na parang all-in ako dito. Parang ay, I'm not sure I feel parang, good about that right now. 
kasi parang g- g- kaya rin ako nagka-idea uh, mo kasi parang nung nag- pag nag-uusap kami parang medyo parang medyo meron siyang parinig na parang gusto niya ng magtakasal yeah hindi niya directly na parang sinasabi na kailangan gusto ko na magpakasal pero pag eh bawa meron kaming kaibigan kasi parang same circle of friends namin parang di malayo so meron pag meron kaming kaibigan common friends na nagpapakasal parang last time na pag-usapan namin tapos parang nasabi niya eh na nga kumbaga ako parang sabi niya planado na lahat para sa akin ang kulang na lang eh yung parang oras at saka kung sino man yung kasama ko sa kasal. Sa parang masabi niya sa akin na gano'n. Yeah, yeah. So, so feeling ko parang gusto. No, what? Go. Gusto ng gusto niya. Feeling ko parang gusto niya na. Kasi nga parang gusto niya rin na rin kapang magkanak ng sa kanya. Kasi parang 31 na kami. O, 32 na siya ngayong taon. Tapos, parang di ba sa babae, kapag ka medyo 35 and up na, parang medyo mahirap na yung... Well, it's, it's, it's just considered... Parang medyo nag-slim yung chance na... I, I wouldn't say it slims the chance. I just think, by definition, they, they call it high risk. By definition. But I don't think it makes it, you know... Uh, a world of a difference in terms of having the ability to get pregnant. Maybe slightly, but again, I'm not a doctor. Okay, so so JV, let, let's let's do this, man. Let's again, I'm I'm going to repeat it. Let's make sure that your girlfriend feels like she's a priority, but still be very much involved, very much involved in your new child because it is your child am, and brand new. Um And then just be be completely honest about the communication between you and the mom with your girlfriend. Is your girlfriend in Cavite as well, where 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 the child is, or is your girlfriend in Manila? Um, dito rin siya. She's also in Manila. In Manila. Okay. All right. So at least you're in the end. You're going to be in Manila more than Cavite, right? Oh yeah, nga. Oh. Okay. All right, so you you will, you will just you will be spending more time with your girlfriend than your child. Oh, kasi parang kung makauwi man ako, parang once a week so Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, tama. And then your girl your your ex or I mean the your fuck buddy or whatever, she's is she giving you a hard time or you guys are getting hindi. along? Hindi naman, parang ano eh. Kahit si yung girlfriend ko ngayon, parang kahit sinasabi sa akin, hindi naman siya na walang, baga, nung may nangyari, hindi siya nag, parang hindi siya nag-alala, parang hindi threat. Yeah. Yeah. Kasi alam niya na wala naman, parang yun niya, parang clear naman. Okay, right, yung, right. There are no feelings. Uh, you guys are just banging. Uh, okay, all right. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see. Let me know. Give me a call maybe in a few months after yeah, yeah. you propose and let's see how your girlfriend feels about your child then. Okay? This mm, proposal, parang, eh, Simon, di parang di magandang. I, I don't. I, I think it might be a little rushed, but 
I mean, I'm not I'm not super against it, considering that you've known her for a very long time. You've been trying for a very long time. You finally got the girl. And if I I think any guy, if you've been trying to get a girl for a very very long time, when you when you do have her now exclusively, the both of you together, then you're going to want to propose. I understand that. So I'm going to, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I like that she is talking about it already. The big red flag here, though, is, of course, what's going to happen if you propose and you get married, and then a year from now, or even less than, your girlfriend says, who's your wife now or your fiancé, she's going to say, I don't want you seeing your child anymore. That's my problem. Like, that's my big worry. Now, we don't know if that's going to happen or not, and hopefully in the next few months, you'll get a clearer picture on how much she can accept your child. And at, and if it ever comes to the point where she gives you an ultimatum, it's either me or her, then, then you have a massive, massive issue that, that I think then you, let, let's, let's again, let's revisit this conversation. But right now, we're not there yet. We're just speculating the magagalit siya. But, you know, of course, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place of concern because she has brought it up. But she's not also certain na hindi niya kaya. Let's see. Let's see. Let's give it a couple of months. And she might get better. And if she gets better about it, then great. Then we don't have a problem. But there will. But if you if you propose to her and you get married, and then a year from now, if she gets pregnant herself, and she's like, "Well, I don't want our child to be in competition with your other child," then we, you know we really really have a big issue. Oh my god! Uh, and that's why I don't like the fast proposal. But if you do it. I'm not against it as well, JV, because I understand how much effort has been put in to get this girl where you are right now. So I'm I'm 50-50. I'm not against it. And I'm not super pro it. I'm just right in the middle about you proposing to her. Okay, okay. All right? Thank you, and thank if you do it, I'll be supportive of it. If you don't do it, that's fine too. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, thank you. Well, <laughs> but, but let's keep in touch. I want, I want to know how this plays out. All right. Yes, yes, yes. I will. I will. I will. All right. All right, brother. Good luck. Stay safe. And uh, oh, thank you. Thank congratulations you. Thank you so much. on uh, both the baby and the relationship. Yeah, finally. Pero ito nga medyo Yeah, let's let's not let's not be so <laughs> negative about it. Yeah, I, I see the concern. It is a concern, but it's not the end of the world. She is still again open to this whole reality and let's hope that she's okay with it I, I would accept if ever na um, she thinks na hindi niya kaya okay that's good that's oh, good I, I mean that's really good for you to say that in, in an ultimatum situation if she says me or the baby you're picking the baby is what I'm hearing right yes yes okay no, and, and that's that's really really that's really good of you to, to, to be in that place because that's a very difficult situation. And I think most guys would pick the girl over the baby. In, in this time, I, I think most people would. So for you to say that you would pick your child with, with some <laughs> random fuck buddy girl that you had from school is so bold of a thing to do, but the right thing to do. Okay. Well, it'd be this own on And I'm glad that you're putting family before it's you know, you're doing family before girlfriend. Like that's 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 the right thing. Just I hope she doesn't hear this show. Okay. 
Not sure, but anyway, yeah. eh, thanks, wala Jamie. Na yeah, no, you, you, you seem like you seem like a really good guy. All right, thanks for the call, brother. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, have a good day. Bye. Bye. You guys believe him? Do you believe him that in a ultimatum situation? Where he finally has the girl, the girl he's always wanted since school days, when he had nothing, right? He could not pursue this girl because he did not have money, and now he's got her. Do you think in the moment where she goes, all right, me versus that baby that you have with a fuck buddy, who who are you taking? And he says, the baby, do you think he's really going to do that? I mean, he, he, I, I genuinely, I, I think he will live. <laughs> I think he will. But I think most guys, when put, went back against the wall. Remember our topic on the radio. Who would you allow ruin your life? Like, is there a girl or a guy out there that you would allow to ruin your life? And what does ruin your life mean? It means, okay, there's an opportunity for you to be with this guy or with this girl, knowing that your family is going to disown you. That you're, say, you're married yourself and that you've got children yourself. And you're willing to throw all of that away, never see them again, have them hate you forever. All of that chaos that comes along with being with somebody, who would you allow that to happen? Now, it's a very fantasy question. And most of the answers are celebrities, right? Like if, if I sat here right now and I asked you, okay, um, you know, listener X, uh, if Gerald Anderson met you at a restaurant and for whatever reason, kahit hindi ka maganda or kahit hindi ka sexy, kahit hindi ka whatever, it, let's just say Gerald Anderson is head over heels in love with you for whatever reason. It's real. Pero you're married. You've got two kids. They're six and four years old. Your family will fucking hate you if you, I mean, they will completely excommunicate you. Um... The guy that you're, the husband that you're with, you two are working and you're barely middle class, but Gerald Anderson can offer his mansion and his multiple vehicles and he can, he can do all of it. He can offer all of it to you right now. Would you allow him to ruin your life? Is he the answer to the question, which person would you allow ruin your life? But ruining your life comes with, of course, a massive gain. Okay, look, guess what? Gerald Anderson's going to marry you and you can have children with him. You're going to be comfortable. You're, I mean, it's not like ruin your life and then you, you, live, you live by the river. But, you know, your, your life is going to turn upside down. Is there somebody out there worth it? As a fantasy question, meaning as a joke. Problem is, JV here... He's living that joke. The girl he's always wanted, the one that got away, the apple of his eye for, for, for 15 years, 10 years, 15 years, however long it's been. Finally, he's giving him the chance. In an ultimatum situation, where do you think he's going to go? We'll take a break. When we come back, we have more of the show. You're listening to Good Times and More, the podcast season seven. We are at episode number 46, brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Don't go away. Back after this. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcasts. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook.
GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Hey guys, have you checked out the Sharp Philippines website recently? Man, they have the latest in 4K and ultra-high definition TV technology and Sharp offers up-to-the-minute smart technology in a range of sizes to fit your room and entertainment needs. Go beyond smart. Choose brilliant. Sharp's cutting-edge technology delivers breathtaking color and clarity and it makes it easy to enjoy your favorite shows, movies, and streaming content. Features that take full advantage of ultra-high definition 4K technology brings you the purest, most vibrant colors, immersive sound, and of course, easy access to all of your favorite entertainment media. You want to take a close look at that Aquas 4K from Sharp. It really does set such a high bar for image quality and sound. And if you want to go crazy, the Aquas has an 8K, 8K to feast your eyes on. Head over to the Sharp Philippines website now and let's drool over the next TV that we're going to buy together. Choose from a wide range of screen sizes and a variety of ways to find and enjoy your favorite movies and shows. Sharp be original. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcasts. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Back on the show, you are listening to Good Times with Mo, the podcast, season seven, episode number 46. Brought to you by Sharp Philippines on this Tuesday morning for me, Tuesday night for you guys. We have uh, one more episode to go to this week, and then I think that'll be it. I did that first episode last Friday, if you guys remember, and then we will kind of have one more tomorrow, and that should be it for the week. Uh, if you guys are interested in getting your own podcast, again, I've been getting a ton, a ton of invites uh, to be on shows and stuff like that. We had that guy earlier talking about his podcast. So please, I encourage you, go out there and do it. Now's the perfect time just because of what's going on, man. Uh, we don't know if media will, will be the same again moving forward. You might as well get in on it uh, and go to anchor.fm to start your podcast if you've got an idea, whether it's K-pop or whatever the fuck it might be. Uh, dude, go out there and do it. There's always a market for stuff that you're interested in because if you're interested in something, someone else is interested likely in that as well. And it could be super, super niche, super kind of, um, I guess, uh, what are, maybe a hobby that not a lot of people are into, you're going to be surprised at how many people will be listening to your stuff. I mean, I, I've been listening to a Boots, Boots, huh? Yung sapatos, huh? Boots podcast uh, these past few weeks. <laughs> Leather Boots podcast. Jesus Christ. Yes, I fucking found one. And I've been listening to that, uh, just trying to find shit that I'm kind of into. And not that I've got a bunch of boots. I maybe have like one or two pairs, but I was just kind of skimming through them like, oh, look at that, boots. Yeah, yeah I'm, all right, let's give this a shot. And you'd be surprised. It's entertaining. There's people out there that are really, really fucking into it. So what are some maybe some more obscure podcasts that you've come across that has a very niche market, but it's out there. They're talking about it. Uh, I've been listening to a Gangs of London podcast as well, the TV show. Um, that, that's another one that I think is really, really obscure and and maybe small population of people that are into, but there's so very much uh, a, a show out there for me to consume. So do it. Be 
a podcast host yourself or go out there and find one of those kind of unique topic podcasts and share them with me. You can go to our Reddit thread at reddit.com slash r slash gtwm podcast and uh, tell us what your answers are for that. We will take our last call. Next call. Let's take our last call and talk to Jello's 39. Jello is in Manila. And from K-pop, we're going to talk about the NBA. And the reason why I said that, Jello, you did not hear, but the caller before you, we had a whole K-pop conversation. Now we're going to have a, an NBA conversation. I just want to show off my range here. <laughs> <laughs> that made me cringe, though. I mean, yeah, K-pop like, to dude, NBA. Like, K-pop's not that bad, man. I, I Listen, I know it's not your shit, and it's not a lot of, I guess, guys our age because you're 39, so you're kind of part of my generation. Right. Uh, there's not a lot of guys our age that's going to say K-pop is kind of awesome. Um, but I'm down, <laughs> oh, man. If they, if they do, they actually – you got to think something's wrong. Something no, like that, dude. What know? are you talking about? I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I mean, I'm not – I don't follow it the way I follow, say, basketball or I don't follow right. it like I follow other things, Game of Thrones or TV shows and all that. <laughs> but I'm in, man. I'm 42. I'm in. I, I'm, no, I'm I'm down, man. Um, like I say to everyone else, whatever floats your boat. So. Yeah, yeah, well, truly. Okay, so what do you got, brother? What do you want to talk about? I said I know that you want to talk about basketball. I don't right. know where you want to go with it, though. So uh, fire right. away when you're ready. Okay, so we've ha- we haven't seen any type of live basketball for a while now. It's, what, yeah. two months yeah. with no basketball? Um, We're getting close, Everyone's though. affected by this. We, we, right. might, we might be getting close. Because, yeah. because Adam Silver started talking to players, telling them that, oh, get ready, this might happen, blah, 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 this. And then it kind of points um, to what they wanted, what they've been doing in European football, wherein they play in arenas with no one in there. Right, right, right. So I want to see, I want to find out where you're coming from on actually watching a basketball game on TV with no fans in the stands. Well, it, I, I just find it to not be that different from you playing basketball growing up in your barangay, in your subdivision, <laughs> or, or anything right. like that. That we have to kind of take a step back and remind ourselves of what it is. It's the purity of the game. That's going to sound a little, little corny, but that's really what we have to force ourselves. That without the screaming fans, especially considering... I think when they come back, if they come back in July, they're going to go straight into the playoffs. And that's going to be weird mm-hmm. because you're going to have a playoff environment without the wild OKC, you, you know, that, that fan base when you watch the Thunder, Gold for example, where they're all dressed yeah. in the same color. But right. OKC is special, man. Like I, when I watch it, it just seems to be louder on TV in stadiums like that or Portland, um, maybe even, yeah, Golden State, let's say, in other places. Right. But to not have that in their back pocket or for even us to enjoy as a viewing mm-hmm. audience is going to be weird. But guess what? This is the way it's going to be even next season, in my opinion. I, I don't think that this is going to be, oh, no fans until the end of this uh, right. playoff run and, and finals. It, I think it carries, off into, it carries over into next year, and that's going to be sports-wide, meaning baseball is going to be the same way. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been broadcasting on ESPN the KBO, the Korean Basketball League. Uh, sorry, the Korean Baseball League. And they're, they're playing with no fans. Uh, that's going to be the reality for the next year, I think. Yeah. Well, the, the sad part is the whole economy of... It's a global economy that's going to be affected by that. But going back to the game, they've been playing around with the idea of actually having um, announcers um, 
just like calling the games live, right? Right. Or um, and also putting virtual fans into the stands. The virtual fans, I'm going to be I against. Yeah, I'm going to be against virtual fans. Right. I think that's kind of badui. Um, <laughs> the 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 announcers not being in arena and that they're going to be in studio. That's been going on anyway. Uh, we do that in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. They when NBA finals, right. our guys are more right. often than not uh, in studio. Right, you got Boom Gonzalez. Yeah, Boom. Uh, Benji Benji, Paras right, right, Benji yeah. Paras will be there. Who's the other guy? Uh, Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie Magsano. Yeah, Magsano. Yeah. Right. So they they do that, and I and that, I know the Philippines does that, but other countries do that. So I don't find that to be kind of out of the out of the ordinary. Even even when you watch NBA on TNT, where you've got Shaq, uh, Chuck, Kenny. Right. Um, they're Ernie breaking, Johnson. yeah, yeah, and Ernie, right? They they break down the game remotely, so that's a non-issue. The fake fans, that's going to be a bit <laughs> too badui for my taste. Okay, but for a player like LeBron, he's a performer. He actually plays off on what he sees, the reactions of the fans, and all of those. Sure. Things. I mean, it's not limited to LeBron. It's a lot of players. Um, Steph Curry, when he takes that shot, he always looks at the crowd. Right. Right, the shimmy and, and all so, that shit. Yeah. How are they going to adjust to that? Well, again, Jello, I'm going to go back to what I said when we first started this conversation, which is this is how we started anyway. Uh, th- that's what pisses me off about something about LeBron would say, oh, I'm only going to play if fans are there. Well, you've played basketball for the first <laughs> maybe 15 years of your life in front mm-hmm. of no fans because that's how we all started. I'm sure you can understand playing the game, getting paid to play the game in a manner that you used to play it in is going to be fine. You're going to be fine. That, that should not be your number one worry. Your number one worry really is, hey, will I get infected if we get back together? Like, right. There are guys like Carl Anthony Towns who lost his mother during this whole pandemic who right. might not be so hip to playing right away. I don't know. I mean, I'm not in his head, but maybe he's not so enthused about it just yet. Um, there's going to be even bigger issues than no fans. Like, okay, Greg Popovich is 75 years old or however old Greg Popovich is, and the pandemic is particularly difficult on the elderly. Um, Mike D'Antoni mm-hmm. is also a lot older. Uh, these guys, while their players might not be as susceptible as you know as they are in terms of having big problems if they get affected – what do you do about the coaching staff? Where so many of them are in that age range where if they get it, we can have some big problems. And one right. one death, one death, whether it be mm-hmm. a player or a coach, we lose this sport for a long time. So right. that's the worry. Let's say we come back in July and we're playing, we're playing, we're playing. Somebody gets infected. Somebody dies. I, they, they pull, I think they pull the entire sport until the vaccine comes out. Oh, that's the same reason why I'm asking this question because I don't agree with Adam Silver trying to push the NBA to move forward. I um, mean, I if you were going to ask me, I'm going to scrap the whole 2019-2020 season and just start over. When the when the um, the curve starts to fall down, or when we start to find a cure for this. Well, see that. Okay, so the the curb thing can can just jump right back up right i, I again and right. we're we're going to be swimming in science here and i'm not equipped for that and i don't know if you are but let's just have the let's have the pop culture science conversation right right um i i think it has to be vaccine and because the moment you take a 
industry worth billions, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, or whatever, those are all billion-dollar in, uh, right. industries. When you brought them back and then you lose one of them to death while in season because you brought it back, that's a PR nightmare that I don't think these sports are willing to take. So, yes, yes, you might be right that scrapping the season might be the best thing to do until a cure comes out. But what about the money? What about the economics? What about those billions of dollars, those TV deals, the advertising, the branding, the salaries of both the players and the employees and just the money invested by these owners? When you start putting that into the conversation, it's a very difficult choice to say, is, is, is continuing the season the right thing to do? Yeah. Uh, I know the demand is there. You want it back. At least, oh, I want it back. Yeah, at least as a fan, sure. you want it back. I want it back. We all want it back. And that hunger for it, especially when the rest of the country is starting to open up, we're going to be even mm-hmm. more hungry for it. Um, Absolutely. But there's no right answer here, Mangelo. I, I, I think no. I think it's it's a very difficult conversation to have, but we all and are on the same honestly, page. that's the reason why I asked. I, I decided to call you about it or to talk to you about it because I know that I could go both ways. With this conversation, it's not going to be, I don't want, as much as I want to watch, I don't want people to die. I don't want people to get sick. So where do I stand on it? But missing basketball is it's kind of tough. Okay, well, let me phrase this question to you then, Jello. If it's going to come back, okay, let's say end of July is what we're hearing right now, and then that could change. End of July, it's back. What do you want them to do about it? What do you, what what precautions? What system? What 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 is the season going to look like for you? What do you want it to look like for you? Do you want it playoffs agad? Do you want it three game series, five game series, one city? Like, give me your personal framework of what the NBA season is going to look like as they come back this year. It's gonna be. It has to be um, in the playoffs. But instead of playing sixteen teams, I play top four of each conference play it like that. So less people, less uh, possibility of it or a smaller group to infect. If an infection is going to happen, um, best of five would be okay because the less time they spend outside, the less possibility of, you know, of, of this virus just right. pushing forward. Right. But there's still some form of entertainment, which is what everyone else is looking for. I mean, every basketball fan, I mean, I'm talking about across the board, people who watch live, people who watch on TV, G League, whatever, uh, G, uh, a league pass, yeah. even people who play fantasy basketball, just like yourself. I mean, you're everyone's affected. So everyone's kind of having that itch to, you know, I need something. I mean, the last dance was great, but <laughs> it's all over. So we have to find another reason for us to keep on going about basketball. Okay, so let me th- let me poke holes into your plan, right? And that's what, mm-hmm. that's what I guess everybody will do. You'll poke holes in my plan. We'll all poke holes in everyone's plan. Top four teams. You'll take the number five seed, which is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they're one game out of the four seed against Utah. Now they're out. Even though they're rightfully in the playoffs, they're a game out of the fourth seed. The number four seed just lost their starting power forward and maybe one of their best offensive players outside of Donovan Mitchell, Bogdanovich, to wrist surgery. So they might, they might be an easy out. Uh, because they lost mm-hmm. one of their best players. In fact, the guy that fills the void for them when they struggled in the past few seasons, which is who are going, who's going to take big shots? Bogdanovich is really up there for taking big shots. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, the upgrade of Connolly over Rubio, of course, that gives you a guy who can hit a knockdown to three. But Bogdanovich is a really, right. it, it, a really big part of their offensive makeup, which is what they've struggled right. in in the past. Well, he's gone. Mm-hmm. But they're still in <laughs> while you'll have James Harden and the, and, and, and the Rockets, who are also one game out of that four spot, not making mm-hmm. it the playoffs. And he's probably the best offensive player the NBA has right now. That's a really right. hard narrative to sell if it's going to be top four. And here's the here's the biggest problem with what you want, which is what I want. If we're going to start the mm-hmm. season now, it's going to be in the playoffs. Because why uh, take, say, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are one of the worst teams in the NBA. I think they're the worst in yeah. the East, tied with Atlanta. Why would you expose them to playing basketball where they can get sick and their coaching staff only to eventually not do anything this season. The answer right. to that criticism is money. When the, the, the players want their salaries, okay? And if you're going to go, mm-hmm. okay, I want you to honor your contract, Anthony Davis, by playing, and you're the number one seed, you get to play. Oh, but Trey Young, you're not playing, so you're not going to get paid. How do you... How do you pick which players are going to get paid which is the, versus the ones that don't get paid because they're not playing? And the, and the owners, if I'm the New York Knicks and I got so much money tied into my players, I'm going to find a way to not fucking pay them because I'm not in the playoffs. Because Philadelphia or Boston or Toronto or Milwaukee, they're in the playoffs. They're generating revenue from the TV mm-hmm. uh, viewing audience or whatever the fuck, right? If I'm the Knicks, right. I'm not generating revenue and I have to pay my players. But my players are going to want their money because the other players who are playing are getting paid, but I'm not getting paid because I'm not in the playoffs. Well, guess what? The union is going to say no. Chris Paul is going to say no to that. He's going to say no that that 80% because if you're going to cut it down four, four teams in each conference, let's say 80 or 70 or 60% of the league is not getting paid while the selected few players who made it in the top four are getting paid. We're all in this together. That cannot happen. So, so that's Atlanta... What, that's at, what Adam Silver is actually trying to say now. Is that what he says? I'm not, that's I'm not what he's try, yeah. So, that's what he's trying to say. He's trying to urge the, the players, the players um, club and whatnot, that everything's going to be different now. So that's the that's the the plan that he has. I don't I don't think they go for it. I don't think the owners go for it. I don't think if I were the Knicks, just because I'm not in the playoffs, I can't. You know, I still have to pay my players. Like I exactly. I, I I don't think that that's possible. That's so, why it's, it's it's a big catch twenty two. So you don't really know where to go. I mean, well, I think I think I think the the answer to that is even let's have the teams that are not playoff teams play. They'll play against each other. For lottery seating or, or for something, they they have right. to make their money. They have to, mm-hmm. and you know, even though the Cavaliers have no chance, and the Hawks have no chance, and the Pistons and the Golden State Warriors and the Timberwolves and the Suns and the Spurs and the Kings, we can go on and on. These all these teams have no <laughs> chance of making it into the playoffs. They still have to play because they have money to be made. The players have to make money. And that's where yep. I think the biggest challenge lies coming July. If we get a season yeah, with, back, is what do we do with the teams that are not in the playoffs? Honestly, at this point, I don't care about the the players. The players have, I'm, if they're smart enough, they save some money, they put some money aside. I care about everyone else who works at the arenas. 
Well, I mean, be, you would be surprised. Oh, no, I, and I don't know this as a fact, but I, this is what I read from the players' union that you people would be surprised how many NBA players live paycheck to paycheck. That we oh. can all sit here and assume they're all millionaires drowning in money, but that's not the truth. There are a lot of players right. there too that even though they've got handsome salaries, well, they've got lifestyles that they're paying for that that makes that makes their salary a paycheck to paycheck reality. It, just like the guy working at the popcorn machine that right. if they're not right. getting paid on the 15th and the 30th, they are not surviving what they're used to. So, so it's it's a misconception, I think, for us to say, oh, well, if LeBron, LeBron's not getting paid, he still has a billion dollars, he's fine. Well, yeah, but what about Caruso? What what about right? We we start picking at names of players who might not have yeah. the millions and millions, and that in fact, week to week or fortnight to fortnight, that they are relying on their salaries to get by. Gotcha. So makes sense. Um. But but you know I I here's what I want to say about you I do respect that you think they should scrap the season because of the pandemic and that you're not you're not allowing your boredom and hunger for the season to get in the way of what you think is the right thing to do medically. Right. Like, that, that, you got to think about other people. You don't think about just you know this is a want. This is something that keeps you going. This is you know it's not something that if you don't have basketball you're gonna die. Right. So, you know, that's how I think about it. And it's very entertaining. I love playing it. I can't play it now. I, I love watching. I can't watch right now. I only watch. I still have reruns. I, I still have highlights. Yeah. So I think I'll survive a few more months without it. Next knowing year. that no one is getting sick. I don't know next year when I have vaccine. But vaccines take a long time, man. Vaccine, remember, four years was the fastest vaccine. 21st. I thought it was like. Uh, I read something that it has to go through a 21-month cycle or something well, like that. Well, well, from what I heard, okay, and then again, we're not a scientist, right? Right. so let's not fuck around here. No, but we're not. The fastest, the fastest a vaccine has ever been put out four years. Fastest ever. Four years. Oof. Okay. Uh, I'm homeschooling then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's That's it. Now they're trying to yeah. obviously. You, I don't know if the, if a vaccine out there has ever had the rest of the world in in a panic to find it as much as it is right. today. So maybe that four years can cut down, be cut down to two years. But that's still two years. Oh, well, right. That's too. Oh, and, and, I don't, don't want to. Right. And, and, and then okay. Let's say let, let's say that they come out with one in September because we've rushed it. Are you willing to inject your kids right. with a vaccine that's the fastest in the history of humanity by no. yeah right by <laughs> by thirty it's months it's cap. it's thirty months faster than no. ever like are you are you right. comfortable with injecting your kids with that I don't know that's gonna be it's gonna be a tough call that we as parents are gonna make uh, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh I've because I'm a parent I have a seven year old so I constantly think about that and since I'm pushing him to sports it kind of uh. If it's not, if, if I need to find out if um, a million people have tried that vaccine first before I put it inside my child. That's right. That's so, right. Right. You, know. you know, I was saying this earlier on the show and you didn't hear this, but I, you know, maybe I'll throw it out to you, but the rest of the listeners heard it is all of us who are parents who, 
who feel like we're going to homeschool our children unless a viable vaccine is out. And I think there are a lot of us out there. I'm, I'm, I'm for mm-hmm. that. Okay. My kids are not going to go to school. I'll tell you that right now. They're not going to school until a fucking vaccine, until a vaccine comes out. So guess what? Welcome to the world of homeschool. Um, <laughs> now what, what, what I think Filipinos specifically should do for many of you who are out of work is go online and be, be online teachers. Now, even if you don't have a teaching credential, the curriculum maybe for someone like my daughter who's in grade one should not be that difficult. That if you have a interest in education and you feel like it's a skill set of yours, right. I would go and contact or maybe I maybe I mo create a company full of online tutors slash teachers mm-hmm. who are going to teach students in Manila, in the US, mm-hmm. in whatever. You, they, they they get the curriculum. We scan we scan the materials. We send it to them. Okay. They teach our children one on one live because right. the problem right now with the online schooling is it's recorded videos, and I don't think my kids are responding right. to recorded videos that well. Well, um, what what if we have live? What that. if we have live one on one? Because a lot of you have lost your jobs. A lot of you in the Philippines right. have lost your jobs, right? And and I think yeah. I honestly think right now an American, let's just use Americans as an example. An American will pay you I think they'll pay you $200 a month easy. That's like poop, 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 right there. That's that's stripper money. They'll just fly that in the air. They'll throw you 200 USD easy right now. Absolutely. For you to go through the curriculum with their child because they don't know how to do it. Now, if you get now, that, that, that's that's what ten thousand five hundred pesos, more or less, right? right? If you get three to four students, you're forty five k in a month, and three to four students, three to four students is not e- not not hard to do, right? Okay, so I used to I used to teach I used to teach English I was I was I lived in Bangkok for crying out loud I was teaching English to kids over there, all right? So I know how to teach. And I've been doing that with my kid since he started first grade because yeah. I needed to make sure that he understands what he's going through. So you homeschooled school. him? You homeschooled him one. or you tutored him? It's No, I tutored him. Okay, got it. Right, so um, during, well, they stopped classes. They stopped going to school in February. So since then, uh, the school offers an online course. But since they, it's recorded, as you said, it's recorded. It's just activities that they do online. My kids still needed guidance to actually push through with the online classes. So yeah. I diverted most of that to actually me teaching him face-to-face. But my, uh, the, the thing that you were saying that to create a group of parents and you know, have someone uh, take certification or get the curriculum, that there's actually people doing that right now. Yeah, no, and, and I don't know. I don't know that. But what I'm, what I'm saying, I know that there are online teachers, and I know Filipinos are very much into it. Right. We teach Koreans and Chinese how to speak a English lot. and all yeah. that stuff. I'm talking, and you tell me if this exists, and if it does, please show me where, because I will hire them. Yeah. Where I will give the homeschool curriculum that the city gives to me. I will scan it, mm-hmm. send it to them, and it will not be recorded. It will be live, one on one with my child and they will go through the exact homework that they've been given and the curriculum that they've been given completely yeah. personalized based on the school that you go to and the curriculum that you're given not this general oh this is how you do math right. bullshit okay um yeah. and 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 i the reason why i'm saying filipinos is because we speak english 
And many of us who may have lost our jobs can still find a lucrative income doing this. If it exists, Absolutely. Jello, where mm-hmm. is it? Because I need it for my kids as they yeah. as they're gonna start going as as I start gonna they will start to homeschool. I think at yeah. the end of this year. Right. And, and and secondly, and, and this is me now asking you for advice. How much does it cost? <laughs> um, so here's the thing. There's this group. Um, I don't know. I'll send you the link later on. Yeah. Uh, Not later on. Now, like after we fucking talk. I need it I'll, now. I'll send it to you yeah. in a bit. Right. Yeah. Homeschooling Global, basically they have their own curriculum based on DepEds. So here in the Philippines. So that's what they're offering right now. But they're a global company. They're actually based in California, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But I'll send you the link. So they already have a curriculum based on the location of where you're going to homeschool. Right, but so that might be okay. Okay, so so I don't now, know anything. They have right. So they have um, they have packages wherein you can actually have a tutor that is online with your child, just like what you wanted, or you can actually have you uh, and the tutor discuss the class before you actually teach your kids. I don't, I don't know. I don't think people have time for that right. shit. Okay. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. Okay, let me let me poke holes into this thing, right? That you've just thrown out at me with this uh, global shit. First of all, it's expensive. The moment when you say they're kind, they're out of California, I hear in my head "chiching." Okay, that, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Can't afford that shit. Number two, their own curriculum might not be credited by the school district that your children go to here. Okay. Um, gotcha. All right. When and, and, and what we're looking for here is a credit, like being credited from the school district so they can graduate from that year. Uh, I Her. think okay. when you want to homeschool your kids here, you have to go to the Department of Education or whatever school district here, and you go, I intend to homeschool my child. Then they give you all of this homework and this curriculum and all of that stuff, and they give it to you unique to that school district. Right. If the company that okay. you're telling me has their own system, that system might not be accredited. Hence, right. it's a lost year. What I want right. is to get Filipinos who are not based out of California or their company that's based out of California because that means <laughs> that means it's expensive. I would rather gotcha. have a guy like you who's got teaching experience, even if you don't have a teaching credential, or people like you who have wow. a background in teaching to go, okay, eto, I'm going to give you 10,000 pesos a month. Which is really cheap, right? But the reason why I'm playing uh-huh. the cheap game is because I want volume, not right. You know, not not expensive individual ones. Here's my very into interview. Yeah, here's my child's <laughs> homework, right? Here's what's specific right. to their school district. Spend right. an hour or two a day with my kid, going through their schoolwork and their homework and checking uh-huh. it, and do that with three other kids or four other kids, and that's your whole day. Okay, that's a full time gig, and that day, that gig's gonna pay you fifty thousand pesos a month, tax free. That you're solid. not that you're not gonna report to the BIR because this is a this is a one on one person to person fucking right. interaction. Your and, only investment is actually a laptop with a webcam. So, that's it, and, and, and your an time. Connection. Yeah, right, and your time, yeah. right, and that's it. Right. Teaching kids, and 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 you're you're making fifty k. Dude, it's it's a good gig. You know what? I'm gonna hold you on to that. I'm gonna freaking I'm gonna put something together, and yeah. maybe I'll have one of my friends teach your kids. That's what I'm saying, right? And not and, me necessarily, but yeah. right, right. And that's fine. And and the reason why I'm trying to keep it cheap is because there are a lot of people here in the U.S. that can't afford the high end shit. And right. and and, and we're not paying for high end shit. We're not paying for your teaching credential. 
We're paying for a person right. who's just interested in teaching kids who might have a skill set involved there, who's looking for a little bit of income, especially if you've lost your job. If you've lost your job and you're struggling right now, you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? Guess what? Let's put that college degree into action. You're teaching grade one and you're making 40 to 50K a month. Not a bad game. And you're from home. That's solid. If you're worried about the vaccine, it's not around. Guess what? You can still make 50K at home. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, please. Please, let's put it together. (laughs) Jello, you and I are friends now. We're business partners. Let's do this. Yeah, well. And and we can create create a little bit of a network on our own. And you know, you yeah. do you do your legwork. You find the people. You you have a little teaching background. Yeah. Find the teachers. I'll find the parents here that's willing to pay that money, and I can. It's easy. I was like, perfect. Hey. And then boom, we 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 charge a, a nominal percentage, or we take a, a percentage from you know the payment or the whatever. Right. And that's our business yeah. moving forward for the next. Just year. a finder's fee. You yeah, have a finder's absolutely. fee on your end. We'll have a finder's fee yeah. on our end. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll talk again about this. We'll put this together. Jello, I'm not fucking around <laughs> here, man. This is not like, I ain't kidding. oh, I'm going to say, we'll put it together, but I won't talk to you anymore for the next fucking year. I'm legit serious about this. Yeah, because I I'm a customer. You, I listen to your podcast. I listen to your daily show. Your co-host in your in your morning show knows me personally, so yeah, All don't right. worry about it. Yeah, I'm not fucking around here, Jello. <laughs> and, he and Casey knows where to find me. Okay, so do me a favor. Do me a favor. Make a list yep. of like 10 teachers that you think, who, especially those who have lost their jobs recently because I yep. think that's really where we're going to be able to tap into them because they need money. And that's a good thing. Let's give Perfect. them jobs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's tap. Maybe we talk five. about diversity on what we did right here. We started with the creep pop basketball yeah. and then <laughs> putting together a business. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. The problem with this conversation is people are stealing our business right now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> but but let's do it, dude. Find five to ten yeah. people who are willing to teach three children, four children each, which was going to get them forty thousand a month to fifty thousand, and they'll make that easy, man. I'll find fucking you they, tell a, you tell an American here that it's going to kind of cost them two hundred dollars to have their kids taught for the entire school year. They're like, what? I'm in. That's it. Done. I'm in. Yeah. But when you start pushing in the five hundred range and stuff like that, then imagine that's right. when you start losing people. Because they're going to demand exactly. higher quality, they're going to demand teaching credentials, they're going to demand all that stuff. But no, this is this is this is just no, no. this is low this level. This is stuff. viable. Let's do it. This is viable, and now I can't sleep. I won't be able to sleep because I'm going to be thinking about everyone I'm, else. Listen, who's gonna, I'm, I'm going to call tomorrow. I'm going to be waiting for you to message me like 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 a girl that I just met who showed interest. <laughs> Like, I, I, I'm gonna be waiting by my phone like I'm 17 years old, and the crush ng ng section to school just got my number. I am gonna be waiting for your message, my friend. You're like Mo. I got four people. I will get in. you that. I got four people that are. I in. will get you that. Yeah. All right. All right, brother. Uh, and I know where to get it too. All right, All right good. Let's, hey, let's dude, it was a yeah. pleasure talking to you. It was yeah. great. Congratulations yeah. on the engagement. Thank you, sir. Good Appreciate job. That. Thank you. All right, you, you be you. good, be Bye. safe, and have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. We're going to be millionaires. Me and that guy right there. Jello. I'm serious, though, man. And I was talking about it earlier when we started this show, but you guys out there, you Filipinos out there that are skilled teachers, you don't have to be a professional teacher, but you know how to communicate with children. You've got patience you've you've you know you're knowledgeable if you're able to pick up some 
uh, like materials, grade school materials, and you're like, okay, yeah, no, I could in, I could individually go through this stuff with your child one on one live, and you're willing to do it for say 10k a month per kid. You're going to be swimming in opportunity. Now, I don't. A 10k is a number I threw out there as, you know, just kind of like a what if. Because that's what I would pay. If it's more than that, if you say no, Mo, that's way too cheap. There's no way I can do 10K per kid. It's got to be more like 25K a month per kid. Then I think, I think, without any facts or anything, I think you might have a hard time getting that. But I think 50K a month, four or five kids, I think that's a good gig, man. Especially if you just lost your job. Your call center agent, you just lost your job, you're making what, 30, 35, 40? You can make more. And you can hang out with kids instead of these white people who are fucking telling you that you're a piece of shit. I don't know, man. If you're in on this with me, let me know. Send me a message. I'm willing to teach. Now, don't be don't be a dumbass. Like you have to be good. But we're not expecting college professors here because this is grade school shit. Let me know. We got to go. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us here uh, on the podcast. It's been Good Times and Mode, the podcast, season seven, episode number 46, uh, brought to you by Sharp Philippines. You guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you again tomorrow uh, for more of the podcast. Bye, everybody. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcasts. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines.